Good morning. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 172. It is a great Sunday morning here. We've been playing Halo. We've got uh, Nintendo Direct. We've got Dark Souls. Dan's going to talk about Kina. We've got stuff going on with Perfect Dark. And we've got one of our favorite guests in the house as well. So, I am your host, Dan Zabodin. Got Mr. Seven himself, bright and early this morning. Right, Mr. Rodriguez, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm ready to go, mostly. I ate my sausage roll right okay. before we got on, so... Okay, all right. Good. Sausage roll, Dr. Pepper, and Monster. Get yep. your day going, is that... That's right. Oof. That's right. Uh, you gotta... Listen, it's all about balance. But you guys are over here talking about, you know, oh, I gotta watch my caffeine intake. Oh, there's too many <laughs> calories. You know what? If I'm going down, I'm going down in a ball of fire. I'm gonna enjoy every second of it. So... That's me. That's what you get right here. No, no All regrets. For free. All for free. Yeah, no regrets. No regrets. Nope. Your poor Not family. One. Not one. Not one. My life dad went down in a ball of fire. We told him not to, but he insisted. <laughs> he just did it anyway. We couldn't stop. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and uh, our my other fine co-host, you know him as Ty Guy Travis. Good morning, sir. McClunky, how are you, my fine man? My good fine man <laughs> <laughs> our, our intros have taken a dive since we started really earlier have, on yeah. Sunday, that's for sure <laughs> doing, I'm doing well, good man. man i'm doing good uh, it's been a really crazy week for me i did two reviews and a preview for ign in one week so that's a lot in a week. Uh, yeah that's a lot. it was a lot i was i was i was on that grind but uh it's good i'm glad, glad to be here glad to be here after a lot of halo and other games this week sweet yeah, we'll be getting to it. So, uh, returning uh, for I don't know third, fourth, fifth time. I'm not sure. <laughs> One of our favorite guests, like <laughs> Mr. Eric Jackson himself, co uh, co-host, co-panel member on the Gaming Perspective and the Basement Radio Arcade Podcast. Good morning, sir. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for having me as always. Uh, yeah, you know, love being here with you guys. Very so, good. Very yeah. good. So, uh, Dan said, Nick said, seven is absorbing all the caffeine, so we don't have to. Thank you for your sacrifice, sir. I do it. It's what I do. <laughs> Good morning, chat. Good to see you guys. Uh, we've already got a super chat come in from Mr. Yeah. Luke himself. Yep. Joe sucks. Joe Thanks. sucks. He's keeping it simple on Sunday yep. morning. Yeah, yeah, daily reminder. <laughs> right. <laughs> come in, you know, starting that new week almost, and just want to remind everybody. Just got to keep Joe it fresh. Indeed sucks. He continues to suck. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate it. Now keep playing Psychonauts and stop stop complaining about them talking. Good God. All right. Wait, wait, wait. What, what happened? There's complaining about Psychonauts going on? <laughs> Luke was complaining that there's too much talking. I said that's a thing in games called story and characters, <laughs> which he's not used to playing games like Avengers and Crackdown. So, you know, trying oh, Luke, to. Luke, Luke. Yeah. Trying some, to. That's uh, some of the best dialogue in that game. I know. I'm telling him. I'm telling him. Just go. Keep playing. Go anyway. Um, <clears throat> so, speaking of currently playing, uh, there's quite a few games out. I mean, it's a great time of the year, and I think this is gonna. This section's gonna grow as uh, the year goes on because there's just so many games releasing. Um, I, in the past couple of days, have played nothing but Halo, uh, which we'll get to. Um, but I did play, and I think I mentioned it last week. I don't know if I mentioned it last week. Tales of Iron. Did I mention that last week? <clears throat> it's a it's a small indie game. Um, it's tails like a, a rat tail. You're a rat, uh, and it's like a little 2D 
uh, side-scrolling game that's kind of akin to like Salt and Sacrifice. So it's got like it's difficult, it's challenging, it's got a little Souls elements to it, but not too much, and just a cute little story about this rat kingdom fighting off this uh, these invading frogs. It's kind of goofy, um, but Obviously. it's actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, what else? Rats and frogs famously don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> Just... um, but it's actually a really good game. Um, I actually uh, almost 100%. I did 100% uh, this week, and I'm going to write a review on it just because it was a fun little game. But uh, it's something to check out. So keep an eye for that in the future. But um, anyway, on to bigger games. So, uh, Dan, you want to touch on Kena, man? Dan's doing a review of Kena for us. Uh, you wrapped it up. You sent me some screenshots. I know you you kind of gave me some early thoughts in DM, but um, what are you thinking on it, man? Right. I mean, it, it's you know, the the thing that you see the most, I think, with Kina, especially you know on social media, and because it's got a phone boat, um, is just how gorgeous it is, and that is a hundred percent true. It is one of the best looking games I've seen since the new uh, consoles released. So it does have that going for it, which is nice. You know, once you kind of get down to it, though, I mean, it's really like <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. It's remarkably like unremarkable. So <laughs> if that's even a thing, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like it's 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 you've played this game probably a hundred times, you know, in the past, probably all the way back to you know the N sixty four days. You know, it's just you you've played several you know several games like it. Um, it doesn't do anything. I think spectacular where it like separates itself aside from the visuals. Um, and a lot of those are, you know, the cutscene visuals, which are amazing. Uh, the photo mode is a little bit lacking when compared to, I think some of the other photo modes out there, like Ghost of Tsushima and, you know, even Red Dead, I don't even, not Red Dead, what's the other one? I don't know, but I mean, it, it's all right. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty basic, a pretty basic photo mode, but it's a fun game. So there, there's fun to be had. I finished it, and this isn't 100%, but this is uh, probably 70%, 80% in about 12 hours. Uh, I didn't find every single little rock person or whatever it was. Right. Um, I, so I didn't get every single thing. But um, for 40 bucks, yeah, it's a nice little break from everything else. Um, for Ember Lab's first you know, game, really, this it, it's wonderful. They did a really, really good job. So I, I think... The future is bright for that studio, um, uh, but I'll give like my more deeper thoughts, I guess, in the review. Sure. But yeah, for forty bucks, take a flyer on it. Pretty good. Pretty okay. good. I've heard generally good things. It's reviewed pretty well. I think it's averaging like eights, eights, eights yeah. and a half. So that's that's I really solid. It. Not it's season gaming. <laughs> I have no idea. You played it too, Travis. Yeah. How you yeah, like actually, it? It's okay. Uh, I, I sort of agree with what Dan said, actually. Um, it's sort <laughs> He's of, like, actually, it, I agreed with Dan. Yeah, I can't believe on. this. It's like, uh, Where are it's, we? pretty, it's pretty basic. I was I was surprised to see it blow up so much just because I played it and was sort of like, I like this is a pretty, like, I, I, it doesn't do anything so new that I'm like blown away by it, but it's also a perfectly competent game with a, a pretty decent story so far. But uh, yeah, my girlfriend was playing most of it and then she just handed me the controller during boss fights because she has difficulty with those. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was, it's, it, it seems like a, a pr pretty good game. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to get through it. Um, other than that, I've been, like I said, working on reviews and previews, so I haven't been able to really choose my own games of late, <laughs> except for Halo, which I've insisted on making time for. Uh, but I, I finished Sable, 
uh, last weekend. Um, and then I went on to World War Z Aftermath, which I also reviewed this week. Um, sort of a expansion slash re-release of the old World War Z game with two new uh, campaigns, which is pretty fun. If you like shooters, they added a first-person mode. It's pretty, uh, pretty decent. Um, and then I also did a preview for IGN for um, Dread Hunger, which is a uh, adventure survival social deception game where uh, there's eight players and they're on like an old school boat doing like a exploration. And you have to uh, basically help this big ship get through a dangerous uh, stretch of water with icebergs and stuff. In order to do that, you have to like jump out of the ship and go explore caves and gather resources and all that stuff. But there's two people on your crew who are secretly occult dark magic users who are trying to kill everybody else. Uh, and so um, it, it's very a very interesting, weird game where uh, some people will just suddenly uh, use spells uh, to get cannibals to, to eat your face. Um, okay. while you're while you're while you're trying to help the rest of the group so um, it's in early access on on steam but uh, uh ign is doing a kind of exclusive preview on some of the uh the basically the new update that's coming to the game so that'll be live uh wednesday uh, you can read read and read my review and watch the video uh that i put together for it so yeah it's been a super busy week uh for, week for me but i'm um, having fun there's lots of games out there and some of them i still haven't gotten to like psychonauts 2 i'm going to continue to get crap on the show until i <laughs> uh, play that tell game him. so eric I'm, tell him man tell him where where is my window to play psychonauts 2 with the halo flight two reviews and a preview in a week man i'm, I'm doing all i can i'm gonna get to it though <clears throat> we told you you need a new heart then you can drink caffeine and not sleep that's right. It's go. not that hard, man. You make this Perfect. way more difficult than it needs to be. Um, is Dread Hunger, what uh, platform were you playing on? Uh, it's on PC, but they want to bring... I, I played with the developers. It was like a preview, so the developers are there. But they want to bring it to console eventually. But it's okay. technically still in early access on Steam. So sure. I, I don't think it'll be coming out officially, like launching for a while. Uh, yeah. But but it's got a lot of potential. It's a, just a totally unique game that mixes a lot of different elements and uh you know it, it's got that problem where they give a character a gun and if you're a player and you have a gun you're going to want to shoot it at something but they mm -hmm. make all these different layers to make you not want to shoot that gun because if you outright try to kill someone people will kill you it's just everybody's on edge because they know there's traitors there you know and they're trying to like everybody's got to work together and if you do anything suspicious the it, it gets real really fast so hmm. uh, I, I love games like that They're, the social deception genre is like my breakout genre for this uh this generation it's just so cool to see uh those games coming out so nice very nice eric what you been up to man anything good um yeah just a busy busy like month and a half with just life so it's, uh, my gaming has taken something of a hit and I'm actually, I finally finished the story on Psychonauts after weeks. Nice. I had planned to have that done. You know how that is, Ains. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, life had different plans. Uh, just started a new gig, added a new doggo, uh, just dealing with some family stuff. So yep. so uh, doing some cleanup now, uh, getting a thousand gamer score in Psychonauts. But I've been loving that game like every inch of the way. So I'm not upset that it's taken me this long because it's just, it's a world that I just love being in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's been good. And um, so... Other than that, uh, yeah, just uh, some of the Halo multiplayer, which we'll get into. Okay. But hopefully, I'll have some time to get some stuff in because I do. I have Deathloop lined up. I have Kena lined up. <laughs> and um, just to kind of touch on what the guy said about Kena, I saw some people kind of pointing out, and this 
kind of reminded me of when ReCore dropped. They said it has like that. It doesn't do anything new, but it has that nostalgia feel. Like it feels yeah, like yeah. the game that you're familiar yeah. with. And someone actually said in the in the terms of Kena that it felt like Beyond Good and Evil for a modern day, right? Oh. So I guess there's like there's cameo, like, there's, man. It really does. more like more like cameo. It, I, yeah, that's, I can kind of see that too. You know. So it's, um, it's so weird. Yeah. So if it has like that, if it has some home cooking, like I guess there's a place like for that, you know, and yeah, for sure. you see potential for what this do, like these studios could do, which is why I, I kind of wish Recore got a sequel yeah, or something, because I think the potential was there. It's just the execution is what kind of messed that up. Right? Recore is a really good uh, parallel, actually. I didn't think mm-hmm. of that, but yeah, that, that's it true. sort of does remind me of Recore and how it yeah. some games, although Recore was more of like a hardcore game like it, it part of it was like the challenge and the right, right. there's some hard sections feels... of that game yeah, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, i never right. i never actually finished it because it's kind of like lost patience with some of the things that it was doing mm. but i was like man there's there's a good thing here like you know jewel was a very interesting character the, the bots all that stuff yeah but um so so i'm looking forward to getting into kina to kind of see how that that feels but but it is it looks, it looks gorgeous so i can't wait for that it does yeah, it does I mean, look very good I yeah. like the fur balls, the fur balls that you yeah. had around. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The are, are, there, are those the things yeah. called the rot? The rot. Yes. Okay. It's the rot. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I haven't played it yet. Yeah. Um, yeah I kind of wanted to see what that what that kind of is because they're so cute. And then you hear their names are the rot. And it's kind of like, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they, eat, yeah. they eat rotten things, I believe is really? is the reason. Yeah. yeah they they eat wise, like so. corrupted stuff. That's that's how they... It's like they're like little fur balls, basically. They eat garbage. Adorable trash. You use that to help them. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. You're going around helping cleaning up all the all the trash, basically. Uh, okay. For, the farther you get, the more it gets explained. So, okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's really really good. Um, it is a bad. Shout name. out to Lost Judgment, man. Also, the people are talking about in the chat. Yeah, and playing yeah. That too. dude, I need to get to that one, it's man. That's on my so, list. It's so Yakuza. It's like the Yakuziest Yakuza game <laughs> I've ever played. And I love it. Yakuziest. That's got to be it's one of our adjectives from now on. I like that. I like that. That needs to be like a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy. I jumped into that too. I finished Deathloop, by the way. Okay. Damn. I you, weren't, you weren't as high on it as some right. of us, I mean, right? still really good. Yeah. But also, you know... I messaged you, I think, earlier, and I was like, if this happens, I'm out. And it for sure happened. And <laughs> I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost like you can't get to that point in, in games anymore where you, you don't see that, you know, the twist coming. Yeah. But it's it's it was still good. I still really, really like my time with it. Um I, lo- I well obviously I reviewed it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um I still think Prey is their best game. Oh but, yeah, Prey's amazing. amazing. Yeah, pray, pray. Well, is you know, we're, we're, we're arcane stands, so you know we can, <laughs> we can, we can go back yeah. and forth over dishonored or pray, or because they, yeah. they both yeah. do amazing things. Oh, so. I, I'm after you know revisiting pray and playing Deathloop now. Like Redfall has jumped way up on my most anticipated games. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's one of my highest now for sure. Um, uh, someone, awesome. so, someone in chat said, um, "Record uh, Deathloop." Said Record reminded them a little bit of Metroid too. Mm-hmm. um it did just again to your guys's point it kind of gave off a vibe right like an yeah. old school vibe and, and the sad thing about recore is it never really got a chance because it's n- another one of those games that launched in not a great state mm-hmm. um bugs. I, I know that. and yeah. then it got it polished fun. up they added a little content they added that fourth i think fourth bot and like you know they kind of relaunched it like a year later in better shape but it's it's too late then the interest is gone you know mm-hmm. what i mean it, uh, yeah, yeah. And I thought that relaunch probably meant that we were going to maybe see a sequel or a sequel announcement. 
Guess not. Yeah. No way. Well, and is it in a in a? I always mess up his name. It's uh, in a flame in a. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know the guy who created it, right? He's a legendary uh, Japanese developer. Um, I haven't heard his name since, unless I'm just missing it. Like, what, what he's, what is he doing? He kind of went to and out because he was on Mighty Number no. Nine. That's right. And then Record, and it's like neither one hit, and it was sort of like he went kind of radio silent after that. So, man. but you're right, Gotta legendary be. dude. So, yeah, that's a shame. AKW, what's up, man? Good morning. All right. Uh, oh, one other game I want to touch on, and Jordan's here, so he'll appreciate this. Uh, uh, Halo Infinite matchmaking wrapped up last night, a bunch of us chatting, and Jordan had just finished, um, our, our buddy who was on last week from Backlog Chronicles just finished uh, Super Liminal, which is a puzzle game that launched on Game Pass last week. Um, he said it's only about three hours long or so. Uh, it's a pure puzzle game. You go room to room trying to figure out how to get to the next room. Um and it's uh, very, very interesting so far. Both me and uh, a couple friends were playing it last night, like as we were in party chat. And I was like, okay, this game's crazy. Um, but again, it's one of those that's in, uh, you might not have paid attention to it, but it's in Game Pass. If you like puzzle games, check it out. It's actually really, really interesting. So yeah, pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, you said it launched on Game Pass. I've I've owned that game for a while. I, I think it just came to Game Pass, but I, I, think, it, I think it's a couple years old. Yeah, I... I through the word launched around there it was just got it, got it. it's, okay, it's okay. in game pass that's what i meant got to say. hey yeah. can i ask one quick before we move on i don't want to derail anything no, but this is this is an interesting like discussion we've been throwing out a bunch of different games and talking about different games that we've been playing right yeah so i always kind of see on the timeline people will say man it's dry out here or, or you'll see people say this is the worst year that we've had in gaming, right? So where do you guys land on that? Because who I, are you following? I have a, a huge mix of, uh, I have like Rainbow Coalition of followers and different personalities. So <laughs> I, I've, I've seen that a few times and I'm just baffled. Uh, yeah. I'm like, what What are you doing? Um, because I, yeah, I, it's an amazing year for games. Uh, it really is. And I, I don't know, I think maybe part of it is a lot of the games that I've enjoyed the most this year have been... Um, not necessarily triple a right. right so you talk right. about psychonauts 2 is not really triple a i mean you know it's i guess double a what, whatever you'd call it but my favorite game of the year you've got uh death uh death door uh oh, fantastic amazing. that game was so good that's still high up in my game of the year yeah and it, it is definitely would be with psychonauts right? 2 yeah yeah it, it takes yeah. two uh i know no, another one people have up there so there's just been some amazing games but they're not these big budget triple a releases uh, although mm -hmm. i do believe Oh, Biomutant's another one for me. I absolutely adore it. I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah. See? <laughs> you just got to come on more, Eric. See? You gotta, we're here. Um, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Resident Evil Village was fantastic. Um, another smaller game, Little Nightmares 2. Incredible game. I still got to uh, that one. Oh, man. Yeah. Tr knowing the games the you like, you got to yeah. play that one. Yeah. Um, but there's just there's so many good games this year. I, I don't understand the, the mindset. And never mind yeah. what's to come. There's so many games about to come out, too. Yeah, I think maybe I think... the people who say that there aren't any games coming out are the types of people that really only play AAA games because it That's has been a say. fairly it has been a fairly bad year for AAA games, yeah. which have all gotten delayed mm -hmm. and not really. Aside from Resident Evil Village, which because it's a horror game, it almost fits yeah. in a separate category from AAA. And maybe Ratchet and Clank. I mean, was excellent. Ratchet, yeah, yeah, Ratchet. Yeah. I don't know if Ratchet and Clank is is a AAA game. It definitely doesn't yeah. have the same like marketing appeal that like. No the big, big games that mm -hmm. normally do. And then the yeah. big, big games are all getting delayed or pushed to the next year and that sort of stuff. So maybe they're talking about that. But to those people, I would just say like, now is a great time to broaden your horizons of which Seriously. games you play because 
the mm-hmm. AAA games are haven't been the best games in in the industry for a long time, in my opinion. I mean, it's it they 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 give a reliable good experience, but they're kind of like you know the big blockbuster. They're predictable movies. Yeah, they're they're just yeah, you know yeah. they're enjoyment, but they're not anything that's like special yeah. or unique that's going to make you like change the way that you feel about a certain genre or a certain type of game. And I, just expand your horizons, man. That's what I say to those people. Not that yeah. any watching this show. If you're watching this show, you probably play a lot. Yeah, of yeah. Including Death's Door and that sort of stuff. Well, and, and as as we're talking here, you know, um, Tales of Arise too, uh, Returnal. Um, I mean, there's just more games that are coming to mind as we're talking. So, mm-hmm. Morning, Mama, good to see you in the chat. What's up, Arch, Sark? Good to see you guys. Hades. Hades, re, you know, released for PlayStation and Xbox. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and we were just talking about Kena. Yeah, I, I don't get it, Eric. To your I mean, to your original question, I don't understand it at all. What happened to Hitman yeah. Three, man? Hitman really Three. Understand. Yeah. I think well, you are, you're, 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 with it. you're here to remind me about Hitman. That's got, your job. I got, yeah, I gotta get. I gotta come. Was yeah. that this year? I think PC Mag just gave it like. One of its top 100 games. I don't know if it was like this year or the well, it was like number two on the list. Year. Number two, number two on the list. I got that. I got that one lined up too, Dan. Get on it. Yeah. Oh, if it's oh, not that's what I'm it's like I don't have two, any, maybe it was time is what January. I'm missing, not the games. I'm missing the time. <laughs> yeah, the only games that yeah, only games that released in January. That was their. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. No. No. no I, think, I think I think Travis good. hit it on the head. It's it's yeah. If you go if you only define gaming by like the AAA, the big budget stuff, then I can see the argument. But yeah, expand the horizon. There's so many good things out there. Uh, you know what's yeah. funny? So we call, you know we call Joe Mister Bad Take Dan because he yes. has such bad takes. Yes. There you go. Man, that seems like a bad take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't. It wasn't me. I didn't yeah. put him on the list. Uh, Dan's like, damn it! Shut up, Joe. You're not helping <laughs> no, my case. Yeah, we need, hey, can you can we get where's Luke at? I need another Joe Sus <laughs> super chat, please. So I think get... Joe missed it. He came in late. Mm, that's oh man, that's because he got sucks. A super chat from Mo here. Yeah, yes we do. Do we? No, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, good morning, boys. <laughs> Cheers to everyone watching. Sorry, thanks, Mo. Good. I'm tempting you with that chat. coffee cup, Ains. I know, that's man. See, I'm gonna I have to make some decaf. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That's what happens. But um, yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's been a great year for games. And then think about what's what's coming right now, right? We just had Diablo 2 Resurrected come out, a game that hardcore fans of Diablo have been asking for forever. Um, that just released. We've got uh, Far Cry 6 in two weeks. We've got Riders Republic's a new IP, and that's, again, a little more niche. But you've obviously got Halo returning this year. Obviously, Call of Duty, you've got Battlefield returning this year. Um, maybe. maybe. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Oh, far whoa, whoa, from dry. This point ain't it's making. It's far from dry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you guys. Go ahead, Dan. It, okay, so it was it was PC Gamer. This is all time. They put it number number two. I I, can, I mean, as much as a fan of Hitman Three that I am, I mean, that's insane. PC Gamer I mean, is uh, you know, <laughs> PC I mean, Gamer. Yeah, yeah. you get a quote comicbook.com next, or yeah. what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw it just popped up on my timeline. Yeah, I think because Hitman Three repeated or retweeted it. It's a, it's in front of Red Dead Redemption. Come Apex on. Legends at four. Get out of here with this garbage. <laughs> All right, you're this not, article means you're not helping ways. your case, Dan. Throw no this way. out the window. No All way. Right, I can't even deal with it. I mean, this got <laughs> this Elysium is number one, which to be fair is a really, really good game. Really good game. That's true. That's a really good mm-hmm. game. It's not I'm top like, of I might time. That one. But yeah. PC gamers. Yeah, sorry, PC, PC gamers. gamers. Uh, you had me for a second, and then 
they I started looking at your actual list. They do. Yeah. do. I mean, Witcher 3 at 9. Get out of here with that. Is Red Dead Redemption hard. 2 even on PC? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. yes, it is. It came like yep. a year later. I, I was yeah. very tempted to get it Oof. to try and play it in like ultra wide, you know, with higher it. settings. But yeah, I did buy Witcher again. I have Witcher like four times, but yeah, Witcher 3 is the best game. It is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Hands down. Agree. It's funny that I just said that, and then three people agreed with me. Like, what? What are the odds of that happening? This has been a very agreeable episode today. Everybody's like, "Yeah, that's correct. That's the right answer." All right, let's move on. We just solved gaming. There we go. Witcher three's top, and everything else is not as good. Solved it. There's your list. I agree. I agree with that. Witcher three is the best game. I don't know. Oh man, see Neo. Let's see if I can get Pepper to come on screen for for Yeah, man, get Pepper out here. I had uh I had uh I prefer Peppy from Star Fox. I had Paul, uh my puppy, join a show the other day, which was funny. So um good to see everyone. Neo's in the chat. Good morning, sir. Hope you are traversing some uh boyfriend dungeons this morning and you're doing well. well he said it. Oh did he? we went one episode without boyfriend dungeons. Yeah, I know. I did yeah. one episode. Here we broke we, we broke the streak. There's Pepper. Hey, What's going boy. on? How old how old and what type of dog, man? She's nine months. Okay. That's a great thing. Hey. And she's a Catalua uh, leopard dog or leopard hound. And okay. I believe I she may have uh, some form of terrier in her. Okay. She no, but they did, do. they did identify. So she has like her little speckles and yeah. her partial blue eye from her breeding. But she's I woke her up from a nap. I woke up back in nap. <laughs> All right. Dogs are so ugly. Go back in nap. <laughs> Well, you don't don't you're not gonna come on to a show and say you don't like dogs, right? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't like yeah, animals, you, to be honest. With you. Okay, <laughs> humans are, humans are my least favorite, actually. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are we are right there. So I don't real quick story. I don't know if I told you about my puppy. So we buy this dog. It's it's from a, a rescue shelter, right? Because it was abused, right? And we meet it. It's super timid. Like it wouldn't even come near us because it's scared of everyone. We, it warms up to us. It looks really cute. It's black. It looked like a lab and collie mix. And that's mm. what they thought it was. Right. So adopt it, get it home, warms up to us, build a relationship with it. And it, it's growing bigger pretty quickly. <laughs> and so we do the doggy DNA thing. Right. Turns mm. out it's a mix of nine breeds, some of which are very rare. And four of the breeds are Mastiff breeds. Wow. So the dog is now on track to be anywhere from 110 to 140 pounds. Oops. And I'm like, <laughs> we thought it was going to be like 60 pounds. I'm like, oh, my God, we've messed up bad. We've messed up real bad here. So he's only uh, like he's less than five months old and he's already 40 pounds. And he's just he's his paws are like. But he yeah. looks so tiny. Like when you post the picture, he like, does. Because he he's got this small. like small head and this right. really cute face. And I'm like, oh, he's going to be an adorable dog right now. He's going to. And he is. He's super timid and like really lovable. But if he mm -hmm. wanted to, he's going to be an intimidating, huge dog. It's crazy. So, dog anyway. got to love him. Yeah. Anyway, back to games. We'll get back to games. All right. So, real quick, I just want to shout out the, because I know, Eric, I don't know where you are in this, but I know Travis and I obviously are our big fans. But it was the 10th anniversary of Dark Souls this week. So, a decade since Dark Souls released. Um, and wh wherever you stand on the franchise in terms of liking it, there's no denying the impact that it's had on the gaming industry. Uh, mm -hmm. It's become one of the premier franchises in the industry. It has spawned countless clones 
and game mechanics uh, and influence, you know, genres and games all over the place. So uh, just pretty cool to, to shout out to uh, From and Miyazaki and uh, Dark Souls and uh, remind everyone that Elden Ring is four months away. And I don't know what I'm going to do with myself when that game releases other than take off of work for a while. So mm-hmm. Travis, I know you're a fan, man. Yeah, very excited. I, uh, I play. So is it the 10th anniversary of Dark Souls or is it the 10th anniversary of Demon Souls? Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I played Demon Souls. So when Dark Souls came out, it wasn't like completely new to me, right? Because I was I was one of the OGs, like in the Reddit of Demon Souls, being like, "Dude, nobody knows about this game, and this game mm. is like crazy good. Like it's just got all this stuff." Uh, not not to be a hipster. I know that's your job, Ains, but uh, I liked you know Dark Souls before it was cool. And um, when, but, but I will say when Dark Souls came out, it was a totally different feeling because I, I had pre-ordered that game because I played Demon Souls. And when it came out, I was like, all right, people are saying this is going to be one of the hardest games ever. And just like figuring it out and getting attacked by that dragon that first hour in, uh, uh, in, in Dark Souls and like figuring out how to get past him and all that stuff is such an informative memory. I was mm-hmm. in, I think I was in college still when that, when that game came out. Uh, all right young buck keep it i know i'm young (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh i was in college and i remember i got that game and i stayed up all night playing it in a room with a bunch of friends and the friends were all doing their own stuff on on like consoles or or watching movies or whatever i can't even remember what they were doing because i was just focused on dark souls but i remember them looking over at me and going like what game is this and why are you playing it because they just kept seeing me die and die and not be able to figure things out and i'm one of those guys i never look up anything on the internet like i just Yes. I hate doing that for games. I, I hate it. And so my experience with Dark Souls was uniquely horrifying because I didn't even figure out the game had multiplayer until I think I was at like the bed of chaos. Like it, it took me forever to find out that you could even like get other players in your game or anything like that. Just because I was never in a human state. I never had any humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just always undead because I was dying all the time. Um, and yeah, it, it was just... Uh, such a, a beautiful experience like figuring out what that game was and uh i i still i still take um dark souls one best best dark souls game in in the entire souls franchise and also probably in my top five games of all time like that game is i, so, I so thought cool. you were a souls three guy with me no oh i i love dark souls three but i uh i think that's probably my second favorite okay. um but dark souls one i think it gets credit for the way it's set up and its format of, you know, that first bonfire that you're at mm-hmm. and the branching paths, how it doesn't tell you where to go. I think the bosses are the best in that game of any of the other ones. And it just, it, it, it also gets a little credit because it was like the first really, really good one. And yeah. by Dark Souls 3, they had sort of figured out the formula. But uh, Dark Souls 1 is definitely my favorite one. And, gotcha. and I see somebody saying Bloodborne in the comments. And Bloodborne. That's Joe. <laughs> Joe. Joe's just a Bloodborne stan. Yeah, he's got bad, he's got bad <laughs> takes, but Bloodborne's the worst. <laughs> now, yeah, I'm, I'm between you guys. I think Souls 3 is the best. Bloodborne, I think, is actually second. Although Souls 1's right there with it, too. Um, but I know you're not a Bloodborne guy. But regardless. Um, Terrible. Er- not even Eric, close to Dark Souls 1. Like, that's a ridiculous <laughs> statement. So, so ridiculous. Eric, do you? Uh, I can't remember. Souls guy. I let me say I might lose some street cred because I'm missing a couple in my resume that I haven't yep. played yet. But yep. I do love the Souls, um, the Souls uh, IP, and okay. and I 100% agree with you that it's 
it's it's amazing that when it started because I, I didn't know about Demon Souls yeah. um, until I found out about Dark Souls. And then I had a friend who I was working with. He said, have you played this game Dark Souls? I'm like, no, I haven't, I'm not, not even heard of it. I don't even know what it is. So we started talking about it. He's telling me about the dragon. <laughs> he's like, yeah. like Travis said, he's on the bridge. Oh my God, his dragon's coming at me in this. I'm like, all right, sounds cool. So I picked <laughs> it up, played it, fell in love with it. Cursing at Basilisk. I'm like, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or they're cursing you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, God, it was like, I remember like when Dark Souls hit, it was that thing where everybody wanted to run away from it. Like you had those who ran to it, and then you had those that oh, this is too this is too crazy. So by the time we get to Dark Souls three, it's crazy how it's become now like a mainstream thing to the point where it's kind of it's born its own like genre where every game is oh it's like a Souls like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know which is which is always funny yeah so um so the, the the gaps in my resume is I never played two because when it came out and it hit people were kind of like eh. It's whatever. Yeah. And then when three hit, I was so busy with other games, I have never gotten to it. But I have the compendium, Steelbook compendium sitting over there waiting. <laughs> so I'm going to get through all of them. I'm planning a binge along with all the Yakuza games. So I'm never going to get that done. I'll have to probably will it to my daughter to finish those games for me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But um, but no, from that, uh, I just I just I love the fact that it's taken off, Yeah, that it's become a thing where people aren't necessarily afraid of them like they were the first Dark Souls, like yes. they've embraced them, you know? And I yeah. definitely think you can have Dark Souls 3 to thank for that. Yeah, yeah and Sekiro, I think, helped with that, too. Oh, yeah. Sekiro is extremely difficult in its own right. Um, yeah, I remember you have yeah. you had some some words for Sekiro. When, uh, I did. When you I did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you not I'm like not, it, Ains? No, I, I rated it an 8. I, I thought it was a very good game. Um, I just didn't, I didn't think it had the sense of, uh, one, I, I prefer RPG character creation. Right. So like why do you like let, Bloodborne then? <laughs> Bloodborne it. is not an RPG in any I know, sense. I know. We've talked about this. Yeah, I know. It's a hack and slash. It's like it is. It cry. is. It's yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Um it's but it's got it's got other elements that make it really good. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> um I think um it didn't have the sense of my one of my favorite aspects of the Souls games, and I tell people all this time. Well, two things really. One is that they have this very strange, hard to describe sense of uh mystery and discovery in them when you're playing those games you feel like you're in kind of a mysterious world where you never know what's going to happen next and that every corner may hold a surprise for you and there's very few games that give you that sense of awe in the same way um the other thing and i say this all the time and i don't mean it in a sarcastic way the games are not as hard as people make them out to be mm-hmm. um they just they're uh, they take a different approach than most modern games most modern big games like that just you can save every 10 feet um you never have to replay anything uh you know what i mean there's just it's the way gaming has gone whereas dark souls is more like a classic game in a new skin where um you know it takes some effort and stuff but even if you die a lot dying's not a bad thing in those games it doesn't matter if you die people that's what people don't understand it's like you know, when you die, you have to replay some of these areas. It's like, yeah, but say you uh, kill like 10 enemies, right? And get to a boss and you die. You don't have to kill those 10 enemies again. You can run past them. You just go straight to the boss again. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many, there's so many things you can do where, you know, you just have to get into the mindset. And I've told other people this, um, you have to get into the mindset that dying is not a bad thing. It's part of the experience of learning in Dark Souls. Right. Um, and it's just very different from other games. I don't think people Part can get over that. Hump. Yeah, it is. It's well, like, okay. I, I, think the, I think the reason I, I so I, I sort of disagree a little bit that that people 
object to the deaths in those games. I think that people, because because roguelikes are huge, and that game that genre is all about dying. And I think people have accepted that that's part of like the formula. I think Dark Souls or the Soul series, the defining characteristic is that like uh, they don't explain anything to you. And they make everything. That's the bigger uh, barrier of entry, I think, because they don't like tell you like how to play the game or and multiplayer is always like hard to activate. And they don't tell you like which weapons are the best. And the stats are really confusing, kind of intentionally so to make it like more mysterious and difficult to kind of figure out. I think that's the biggest barrier of entry for people who uh, have trouble with the Souls games. And obviously other games like Sekiro and and more recent ones have tried to like make it more understandable and digestible to main, mainstream audience yeah but but yeah. still keeping like the deaths but i'm not yeah. sure i guess i i guess none of us can really speak to why people are turned off by it because we're, we all play these games dan can no it's i can tell you dan. exactly why it is it's everything you just said <laughs> and it's just super annoying like like it's one of those genres that i have better things to do than waste my time dying 1500 See? times I, I i have no is it the dying though, or but is it also the fact no? That... It's that, and also there is no direction, like literally yeah. none whatsoever. Kina, this is going to be stupid. It's going to sound terrible, but it's got some souls-like bosses. It, it like really the entire... Well, okay. See, this is the thing. <laughs> That's the difference between me and you, right? Like I, I feel like it, in in how they designed it, you know, it's not hard necessarily. Right, but it's 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 like okay, you've got to be very precise with this. This is how you take out this guy specifically. Like all the the, the entire, like every little person that you fight, you know, in the small battles, they're just it's just normal, you know, beat them up, whatever. Then you get to a boss, and it it kind of changes up where it's it's a very specific pattern. It's a very specific, you know, and that's what I think of when I think of Souls games. Like all these bosses, the big battles have these very specific patterns that you have yeah. to figure but that, out but that, that, and you that have to be very precise predate, that predate, predates dark souls by a lot like <laughs> right. that's, that's what i said that's what i said it's an old game that you have to learn uh and get used to just learning from your deaths and mistakes but, but the the di the difference is in dark souls games when you get to the boss battle the reason the stakes are so high is because you know if you die you don't just spawn on the boss right. again you spawn right. way far back and you have to make the journey again sure, sure. and kina yeah. you, kina you die i was watching you my girlfriend right there, the boss. she died like 20 times and was just like respawning and doing the, the same fight again so right, I, I would i would i i mean my site ign already gets destroyed for comparing way too many games to dark souls and <laughs> i i just i can't i can't abide kina being included in that no 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 <laughs> not, not, you can't you can't say it's a soul like stuff but. it's not it's, it, i think it does i think it does have certain elements but it's just not but that difficulty level for somebody like you guys as opposed to somebody like me is drastically different. You know, I mean, I played on the normal difficulty the entire way through and that's a <clears throat> challenge for me because I mean, I'm just not good. So like the, it seemed really, really easy. Then all of a sudden you get to these bosses and you kind of have this really hard difficulty spike. I played through. Have you considered getting good? No, <laughs> I, this is another one of those things where like I, I, that time has passed and now it's just all downhill. So whatever happens, happens. There's no, I have no desire to. I just like I, to point like, out I, I that you said Deathloop was too easy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is Deathloop too easy still, Dan? Like Deathloop was one of those games where it was just like, I, I, I couldn't understand like why things were happening to, to, to like, why am I not done with this yet? 
why am I not done with the chess? It wasn't that it was too easy or too hard. It was, it was what it was. You made it what you made it based on your loadouts and, you know, how you wanted to tackle the game. So they, there was a lot of open stuff, you know, into that regard, but it wasn't, I don't know, man. All I know is that, yeah, there's some Souls-like stuff in Kena to me, but your Souls-like and my Souls-like, I think are two different things. Like, so like the, the, the last boss, you know, I think my those, problem like, is that Souls-like has become a synonym for the game has some difficulty. And yeah, I just no, no, don't no. agree with that assessment. But that's, that's not it, what I it, said. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have any of the Souls. It doesn't have, like, losing progress when you die, which is, like, isn't that kind of the main thing with Souls? It doesn't have, like, the bonfire mechanic or anything oh, like no, no, it. No, no it doesn't have enemies coming back or when you, like, rest or save. Like, all the stuff that Souls-like. And it sounds like when... When I've heard, I have heard some people online re refer to this as having Souls-like mechanics. And every time I'm like that, or every time I see that, I, I see that the thing they're talking about is the boss fights. But the Soul series didn't invest, invent boss fights or health bars on bosses or dying no. on bosses. Like that stuff, I just, I just can't, uh, I can't abide that being associated as a part of the Souls-like genre. Uh, I, I think in general, I think you're right. I think, I think it is probably an overused you know, saying, I guess, but based on what I've played, you know, like Souls games are completely different than any other games that I've ever played, as in I have no time for them, and they, they bore the hell out of me after, you know, I, I literally played Dark Souls when it, when it came out, and I was like, this game is awesome, you know, I, I'm really enjoying this, got past the, the prologue, right, get to the campfire, I pissed off whatever ghost was sitting there, and I literally died like seven times because he was just mad at me for whatever I did. I said something to him or I smacked him in the face. I don't know what happened. I really don't. I have no idea what I did. And I would just spawn and die. Then I spawned and died. And that was the pretty much the end of any kind of Dark Souls experience I had. I played some of three. I think I beat the first boss. And then I was done. I was like, then it, then it, it turned into, okay, you beat this boss. Now here's this hub world or whatever that you go to, right? And here's all the stuff you can choose from. And I'm, it, it's, it looks like I'm reading. I, I have no idea. There was so much stuff. I was just like, this is too much. This is too much. I love a good RPG, but this is too much. I don't understand what all this stuff does. I said, I'm down. I'm out. I'm good. I'm going to go back and play something See that, Dan, super it simple. It wasn't the dying that made him turn away. It was the confusing game. Yes. Design. Yeah, there's there's a Which, lot of things about that's Dark like, Souls. That's the thing I always see turn people off from Dark Souls is the confusing game design is a huge barrier of entry. I think that's, I think for me, right. it's part of the challenge. Like It's like... For sure, well, I, yeah, I, I understand that. I think that's why it's more akin to older gamers because older gamers were less hand-holding and you know you had to yeah. figure out on your own. There was nothing you could do but figure it out and you didn't have much else to play, so you did figure yep. it out. Dan is just the exception. I am the exception <laughs> because, because as you go farther in life, it's like, I don't want to do this again. I've already done this for 30 years. I want to <laughs> hold my hand for a damn minute. You know, I mean, that's all I'm asking. Show me a little bit. Give me, then give you me should play games. It's all about holding your hand. Then. No, absolutely. 100% not. We're going like two different ways. I can't even, I can't even think about this right now. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's the funny part because like, I, I think like Travis is on the money with that when it comes to, the game design is not new to like Dark Souls because if you go back and play like the original Castlevania, that is definitely like stress inducing because you can get the dragon oh, yeah. and he kills you and they like, go all the way back. I mean, now we have the save states built into the games, you know, so if you ever just want to run through them, you know, and I have a friend who's like a Castlevania like 
like nut. He can he'll finish, he'll clear the game in 30 minutes, you know, because he's got it to muscle memory. And I think yeah. Souls kind of does this, like the same thing. The more you play through them, like Ain said, you can avoid things, things that are are meant to throw you off. You can just get right past them. So like so let's say yeah. like bats in Castlevania, they come in, you know the pattern, jump past them, keep moving. Yeah, keep it's moving. trial and error. Trial yeah. and error. So patience can be another boss in Dark Souls. So if you don't have the patience, 100%. I can definitely understand that. You know, it can definitely take you out. And yeah, they're, they're, I mean, the, not built the, for it. The, the biggest example of that is the fact that people have beaten all of the Souls games without even getting hit once. Mm. And, and that shows you how well designed it is because... All my first uh, runs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the point, right? It's like, it is. It's, it's trial and error. And you have to have patience. You have to be willing... I think it's also one of those games, and Dan and I joke about this a lot because it's, it's. I think it's part of why I adore competitive multiplayer. Dan doesn't, right? It's like anytime I see something that's like pushing back on me, I want to push back harder. Mm -hmm. um, and I literally can't be happy with myself until I overcome that challenge. Um, and Souls yeah, is just the perfect type of game. Take it to bed with you, like, God. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Like, <laughs> Honestly, like if I'm on a boss and I've died a few times, right? I don't care what time it is or if I've got something to do. I'm like, this guy's going down. Like I'm going to beat him. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I don't care how many times it takes. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And that's just, it's a different mindset. And that's all it is. Yeah. That's why the game's for different people. Yeah. How many times do you do that? I'm sorry, I just, go ahead. I just, I just sit there and like load up like a fail army video or something where I'm just like, I'm just going to watch people fall on their faces <laughs> so I feel better about myself. So yeah. that's basically my, you know, reaction to any kind of pushback. It's like, oh, all right, step to the side. Like, go, yeah. go, go ahead. On by. Yeah, go right through. <laughs> no worries. Dude, I only have to get in your way, buddy. All right. But no, that's, that's the funny thing about like the Souls games is you can be putting so much time in that you're starting to become like your own enemy because you're getting so frustrated. And then you'll put it down, walk away, go eat lunch, go to bed or whatever, wake up the next day and just completely decimate the boss. You know, so that happens, too, because uh, I remember going for the second row platinum and fighting the second form of Alpha that almost broke me. I was almost done. I was like, but it was that thing. Ains, where I was like, I want to put it down because it's frustrating the hell out of me. Yeah. But I can't put it down because he's Which beating. Which one me. was it that made it? Second, uh, second, the second form of Owl Father. Yeah, that dude's—he's monstrous. Yeah, what yeah. he's doing, like the bird form with the flame throwing it at you, and you're fighting he's in got, the temple. He's got three. I think it's three, right? He's got three yeah. of the things you have to get. I, same I as the have, demon. I, I also think. I also got all the achievements in Sekiro, but I don't really remember that fight. Yeah, that it, was, it's just something about like fighting in. It was uh, uh Matt. What's her name? Butterfly. Uh, Lady Butterfly. Lady Butterfly. You're fighting in her arena. Yeah, you're, you're fighting Owl Father, and it's just everything's on fire. Oh, and, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was just yeah, something yeah. about how that fight was going for me. I could not get him. Put yeah. it down. Came back the next day because I remember telling Sam and Nick, I was like, "This game might be, it might beat me. I may not get this platinum." <laughs> I'm, but I took it to bed with me. I'm like, "This, oh god, man, I, you know, he can't be better than me. He can't be." <laughs> you're looking at videos of people punching owls, like, I'm gonna get right. "Yeah, right." So there's uh, there's studies that uh, apparently we problem solve when we sleep. Like mm. your brain doesn't turn off when you go to bed. It's like thinking about you know, stuff that happened to you. So like that's that's actually one of my go to strategies when I have a difficulty in a game is I go, all right, I'm going to I'm going to like replay it late at night and then I'm going to go right to bed, like mm. right away and then wake up the next morning and play it. And that mm. almost always works. Like, yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, and I, I watch I talk about them all the time, but RKG guys, they're, they're known for their souls playthroughs and stuff. And they always find like when they're stuck on something, right? You take a break, go get something to eat, get a drink, come back. And they like, they almost always beat it like shortly afterwards. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, it's just, it kind of resets your brain. Um, yeah. 
But those yeah. fights, man. And it, I also love how some fights for some are more challenging than others, right? Like Elo's in the chat and he loves yeah, Souls true. games too. And we talk about this a lot. Like in Souls 3, uh, Nameless is pretty famous for being one of the, the worst bosses. And for me, he actually was. Like he's the one I struggled tough. with the he's most. tough, yeah. Yeah, it took me like, I don't know, a lot of tries. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas uh, Elu said he beat Nameless on like his seventh try or something like that. And I was like, it's pretty good. But he said like Twin Princes crushed him. Like he literally couldn't beat Twin Princes. I was like, oh, I beat Twin Princes on the third try. You know, it's just weird how it's, it must be your play style or how yeah, you it's, it's figure things out. It's uh, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. But but it's that sense of achievement when you finally do it is that can't be matched. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like once you get it. You're like, yeah, Ugh. and your hands, <laughs> yeah. are, you know, and, oh, and, and, and the enemy health bar is like there, and your yeah. hands are sweating, and you're like starting to shake, and you're like, you're, ah. yeah, and then you kill them, and it's yeah, there's this nothing. This is a very long life. love letter to Dark Souls Ten years. <laughs> yeah, we real. talked about this way longer than I expected. To <laughs> yeah, be, sure. it's gonna be a short show, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's good though. It's good. Um, yeah, good stuff. So I think, you know, not to stay on this, but uh, looking at Elden Ring and knowing what we know about it, knowing how Miyazaki has continued to refine and his teams continue to refine these games. um, Personally, for me, like I said, Sekiro didn't really hit the same way as the Souls games. Um, Elden Ring looks like almost everything I love about Souls in a new kind of bigger world with new mechanics and updated things. And, you know, uh, God, I just... I think that game, the potential for that game is astronomical. Yeah, I'm very excited for it. I agree Sekiro isn't an RPG, but it, in it's so, so therefore puts it in the same category of Bloodborne for me. But it it did something that I think the Dark Souls community will forever be grateful for, which is we finally got good combat in a Souls game. Like, say what you will about all the Much Dark Souls fluid. games, but- yeah, they've never really had good combat. And the reason I put Bloodborne at the bottom is because it misses on both marks, right? Like, it doesn't have the good combat. It's It predates that. And it also is not an RPG. Like, it has cool world building, that sort of stuff. But it's missing, for me, the key thing. The reason I get the reason I fell in love with Sekiro is because I was like, all right, it's a Souls game. It has all the same stuff Souls does. But they put the RPG in the backseat so that they could focus on making really tight, good combat and since it succeeds at that i i ended up falling in love with that game but uh we'll see if elden ring is able to be an rpg you know go back to the dark souls thing and have combat that's on the level or close to what sekiro brought to the table that will make it the best souls game ever because that's always been the big problem is souls games people kind of laugh and like the fact that the combat isn't good, you know, like that's kind of part of the difficulty, but like at the end of the day, the combat has never been good in the souls games. And that's sort of part of the, the fun of it. But I, I think they need to, they need to get past that eventually. Cause it's kind of getting old. Like, yeah. You know, but by three, I was like, all right, this, this game needs to improve the combat. So. Yeah, that's fair. And, and Elu in the chat. So a couple things, Elu, uh, we were talking about Al's second form, not his original form. That was the conversation um, because yeah, the first Al yeah, really first wasn't one. that challenging, no. um, but no. the, the yeah. second one was rough. Um, what else? Uh, Mo mentioned my flashing screen. I mentioned before the chat guys uh, for anyone watching live or watching this later. Yes, I know my screen is flashing. It's a problem with the camera, some type of firmware thing. I've troubleshooted for hours. I still haven't resolved it. If you have any insight, Feel free to hit me up, but uh, I'm aware of it. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do it about it at the moment. Um, uh, there's something else. Dan, did you just reach your Souls Talk limit and have to get out for a minute? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty much. I got to take a break. <laughs> my internet, de- yeah. <laughs> my internet defeated me. <laughs> the internet said you have died. 
Yeah. But you respawn, you start over, you just yeah. keep working yeah. at it, man. It's right. Right. So now I'm frustrated and I just want a donut. So that's where I'm at. You lost all, all right. your progress on this podcast. We're going to have to start over. All right, guys. <laughs> welcome to... Welcome to... Bitcast. <laughs> McClunky. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Dan's going to steal that from you one morning. That's going to yeah. be great. I'm going to change it up, though. Let's see what it is. Club Monkey. Club Monkey. Um, Club, that's not good. <laughs> you say Club uh, Monkey? I just reversed the letters. That's it. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, mo- moving on. We'll, we'll, uh, we talked about souls way more than I expected, uh, but it's good conversation, guys. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, on to Halo Infinite. Uh, obviously, the flight is going on this weekend. I've uh, me and many in the chat and others have lived and breathed it uh, nonstop. Uh, they had a live stream on Thursday. I believe they were talking about the two flights. So we've got this flight this weekend, which is some of the four on four again, some new modes. They got a new map coming out today. In fact, right when we finish the show, it's going live with the new map. So I'll be jumping right over to that. And then next weekend is the first flight for big team battle, which, uh, you know, they showed this week. Uh, the map is massive. Uh, 12 on 12 vehicle, all the chaos you expect from Halo. Uh, the map is way bigger than I kind of expected it to be, but that's a good thing considering it's 12 on 12, not 8 on 8, right? Um, and the potential for, you know, what can kind of happen. So it just looks absolutely amazing. The flight uh, that we've been playing this weekend, I I've, I know we said this last time, but I continue to be just... Um, uh, it makes me very happy to see so many people enjoying Halo, especially those who haven't really played a lot of Halo in the late years or maybe didn't play a lot of five or four people really coming back to it and just saying wow this is really 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 impressive and it is it's it's absolutely incredible to play and very addictive so um i know travis we got some games in on friday which was cool um but it's uh the potential for this game i think is uh continues to be incredible yep <laughs> I really don't have much more to say except for yeah. that like Halo feels really really damn good and I I just want it to come out. I'm ready. I almost don't want to play more of the flight. I mean, I'm going to and I'm going to play a lot of it, but I almost <laughs> don't want to because like I just I just I this game can't be here uh, soon enough. Like it really just can't. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for it. Yeah. Only only thing only a constructive criticism I really have of it is I don't think the spawns are very good. Uh, the spawning, the spawn points, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting killed or at least attacked like right at spawn. And I, I think they need to work on that. It might be that the maps are smaller and their sprint. I'm not really sure what it is, but I think uh, hopefully that's one of the takeaways. I'm sure that they have data to show that like the spawns haven't been amazing during this flight. So, yeah. And it's, it's definitely a challenge. I don't know if you played, but yesterday they added strongholds and capture the flag. And as you can imagine, it's even tougher in, in those, right? Because depending on who has what objective or who's carrying a flag somewhere, you know, you can't have people spawn right where someone just grabs your flag because then you can kill them instantly and that messes up the game. And so it's, yeah, it's been, I think that's always a challenge they're working on. But yeah, um, the other thing I would say, and this is just a, a crime against humanity, um, is that when you're holding the flag and you beat someone with it, it's not a one hit kill anymore. Oh, that's not okay. No. I don't know who at 343 thought that was a good idea, but yeah, that's got to be resolved. Uh, a flag hit is always a one hit kill. It should always be a one hit kill. We got to resolve it. But yeah, I don't, I wonder what the reasoning for is. I wonder, are you, are, can you run with the flag? Maybe that's well, it. Can't oh, run with the flag. so that's like and, your and, and, you and you don't have the flag them anymore. Like in, 
the other ones where you could pistol and flag, you don't have that either. You just carry the flag like old Halo, which is fine, but you got to let me beat people with the flag. Like I punched someone with it yesterday and I broke his shield and then he killed me and I'm like, oh no, mm. no, 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 no. That's, that doesn't work. But it sounds incredibly yeah. souls like. I would love to hear. Right. I, I don't. I don't. Jesus. I don't. Uh, it took me so long to hear that because I was. Focused on that. Oh um, man, that's gonna be the new joke. Anytime we do yeah. anything, we're talking about dating sim, we're yeah. like, it's a little souls like. You date boys. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. I. I, I wonder. I, so, so for me, I'm not like a hardliner on on old rules existing. I kind of like it when games break break uh, existing rules. Or, but I'm I'm wondering what I would just want to hear their reasoning for it. Like, what? Why would they make that change? Is there there, there must be some reason? <laughs> no, I don't care. Yeah, fix, it. Like, just fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Keep the reasons. Fix it. I, I know no, you're waiting. old, Ains, but just because it happened or existed before doesn't mean it. No, I'm actually, I'm actually one of the Halo guys that takes. You, you know how crazy the Halo community is, right? It's oh, like for it's sure. not this yeah. way. It's it's broken. I've always been one who takes a Halo game as it's presented and just kind of acclimates to the new form of yeah. it, right? Um, and I Same do that. <laughs> I do that in all of them, but it, this just feels weird, right? It's like when you're a flag carrier, you're completely defenseless. You're slower because I was running past our flag carriers last night, yeah. right, to protect them. So you're slower. Um, and the whole thing is, if someone's stupid enough to run up on the flag carrier, right, without shooting them from a distance because they can't shoot back, um, then it, it's always been a one-hit kill. I think that's one of those old-school Halo things that just has to be there. But, yeah. again... I, 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 I tend to agree with you. I would just want to yeah. hear... Like it obviously it must have been an intentional change. I'm just yeah. wondering what the what the reasoning was. Yeah, I'd be I'm curious sure. to see. It will if I'm bringing it up, you know, there's plenty of people bringing oh, it up. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it, again, if the biggest complaint I have with the multiplayer is that in capture the flag when you're holding a flag, it's a one hit kill instead of two. I think they're doing okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that that's more of a problem with you than the spawns? Have you not had issues with spawns? I've had a couple, but. Compare. I mean, remember, I play a lot of competitive MP, right? So if I if I like look at Call of Duty, which is atrocious, uh, if yeah, I look, they've at, always had spawn problems. Halo has been pretty good at it in the past. Yeah, yeah. But what my point being is that yeah, there there have been a few instances where I spawn. And I'm like, holy crap, I'm looking at an enemy. But it's not it's not like every spawn. It's not overwhelming. Um, so I, you know, like you said, they have data on these things. The data and analytics they have on these games nowadays. Um, they're always tuning it, so uh, I'm I'm confident it'll be fine in that vein. Yeah. So, Dan, any? But so yeah, maybe you know, I was going to say I know guys. you're not playing it, but yeah, I don't know if you no, have any thoughts. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, from what I've seen, at least on the socials, uh, is is have you guys ever seen a a game beta? I guess release in this state or the flight or whatever it is. Because normally every time you see something, you know, like a Call of Duty, Vanguard, you know, you see all these glitches. I mean, what what other games have released, not even released, but have come out with a beta in this kind of state? Because it sounds like it's in an amazing state. And also, you guys see, you guys kind of mentioned a couple, but any other potential pitfalls, you know, going forward uh, towards release? Like, what else do you want to see? Uh to, to kind of, you know, if you have any other concerns, not necessarily about the about the beta, but maybe something that was in five or four, you know, that that 
you want to see either changed up that you haven't seen yet uh, going forward? I have no flights? complaints about Halo Infinite. I think I think at this point it's it's one hundred percent going to be it's going to come down to the campaign. I think I think to a certain extent it has always go- been going to come down to the campaign, but especially now having played quite a bit of Halo Infinite mul- multiplayer, I think it really is just going to come down to what they do with the campaign, and that's that's how it's going to live or die. Because the multiplayer is going to be great. I just I, I've played enough to just know that that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, real quick, mm-hmm. Jordan says I think my only complaint any of us have the flag thing seems egregious, which is funny to me because I've never cried not my Halo until now. I'm exactly the same camp. I mean, Jordan and I were playing together last night, so yeah, it just surprised me. But um, no, Dan, I think it, it, I think that's probably why so many of us keep talking about it and are so hyped up because normally in something, especially so early, right? The the first flight was in July, right? Am I remembering correctly? It was in July. Well, it doesn't matter, but it was like it was a two month old build in july like five months before the game launched and yet it was near flawless like it just played so well and i think that's when you there's two things one that right so you know when the game launches the gameplay is going to be phenomenal on the multiplayer perspective the other thing is is that halo is such a uh divisive game even among its own community and how the mechanics need to be in each iteration um and there's a lot of debate on major things right sprint and aim assist and all these other you know variables in halo the fact that infinite has managed to capture the feeling of old while making everything feel fresh and fluid is not an easy task for any developer at all and somehow they've managed to do it um and i think that's why so many of us are excited is to see halo kind of at the top of the shooter heap again because the mechanics mechanically as a shooter i'll say it right now that game even in in this form is better than any other shooter on the market, period. I'll debate that with anyone. I don't care if you put Apex, any other game. Mechanically, the shooting mechanics in Halo Infinite are the best. And that's, that's I think, where many of us Halo fans want, expect to see Halo, right? So, Destiny will be will give you a run for your money. but Destiny's fantastic. Destiny's fantastic. It's, a, it's another Bungie game that runs from the, some of the same roots as Halo. So but kind of I, I would argue multiplayer to multiplayer, there's no debate. Destiny overall, the gun mechanics are fantastic, but the multiplayer in Destiny, the way it feels compared to Infinite, it's not there. Uh, I know you're yeah, a Destiny yeah, stand. Yeah. So. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree with you. Is my answer, and I and I'm also a PvP main in Destiny, but I yeah. agree with you. Which, by the way, needs more competitive mode. I'm, I got your back, bro. Hey, yeah, the internet is so mad at me this week. I had a <laughs> two-hour fight with Paul Tassi online, and the internet hates me. It's It's been great, but I am right. I'm sorry, guys. I'm correct. I am 100% correct in my argument, and everyone doesn't agree with me, and they're all wrong. Somehow, all of them are wrong. I don't know, I don't know how to explain but, you know, You brought something interesting about Travis. Uh, does one part of this game have to succeed for both to succeed you know what i mean like does it have to be no this campaign has to be not. fire and the multiplayer has to be fire or no. can just one for be halo fans but I, I halo 5 was a pretty big success and a lot of people didn't like that campaign i i'm sort of i sort it's of true. think people are overly harsh on it but um i i, I think the the thing with Halo is it is the last and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but I've been saying this on other podcasts and everyone, no one has given me an example. As long as you uh, have there, confidence, there it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. I have, I have confidence. Which <laughs> okay. is, Halo is the last first person shooter where both players and 
people in the world expect it to be like a triple a 10 out of 10 experience on both multiplayer and on the campaign because it, it there used to be lots of games like that but now call of duty people play that for the multiplayer and the campaign is sort of just seen as an add-on battlefield is kind of in the same camp there's there and then other games like titanfall 2 will be like all right the campaign apparently that was the main thing that was good in that one and then the multiplayer wasn't but halo there there are people who play halo just for the campaign and they want it to be like the ultimate experience and there's people who play just for the multiplayer and it's the only first person shooter left that has that expectation on both sides and so for me the campaign being successful in addition to multiplayer is more about the legacy of halo and the conversation around halo and where it sits in the landscape of of uh first person shooters more than it needing a good campaign to succeed but i think that if the campaign does fall short the way it'll be remembered and the way people talk about halo will be very different and it and it's sort of a bit of a double standard because halo is the only one in this camp but it, it's just true i completely yeah. agree with you yeah. um and i i've said before i think on this show that in my opinion, and I know I'm a Halo stand, so you can, again, like Travis, you can argue with me if you disagree. Um, but I really do think the weight of expectation on 343 to deliver Halo Infinite is higher or larger than any other developer with their game. I don't see another game coming out that has the weight of expectation and the scope of the game being as large as Halo Infinite. To Travis's point, which I agree with, Travis, you have to deliver this gigantic campaign. The story has to be well-written. Chief has to be honored. Um, and I think part of the reason for what you said, Battlefield, Call of Duty, whether Apex isn't really one of them, but you know what I mean, these big shooters, in addition to this core multiplayer experience that millions and millions of people play, you have the story, which is tied to a very deep set of lore, right? And you have an iconic character in Chief who many people like myself adore. Right. So the it's like iconic character. Yeah. So and, and so you've you do you kind of have this single player focus where you've got an iconic character lore, a long running story, and you want all those things to come together. But then over here, you've got this gigantic multiplayer suite that has to compete with the biggest shooters in the world in its own right. Right. And then they they also do other things that other shooters don't do. Right. They do all these custom games. They do this amazing iteration with Forge where people create wild games that you'll never see in another shooter and they do all of this in one single package um from one developer one core developer of course with help um which to your point travis which i agree with nobody else does there's not another game like that mm -hmm. yeah they basically oh, have to launch two flawless games at the same <laughs> right time. yeah, yeah. Two, or, two triple a big bunch of games yeah. yeah and if one thing's wrong they get flack for it yep. yeah that's what i was kind of alluding to like well that is that what's, what we're looking at down the road here it's like man this multiplayer is almost flawless no connection issues we don't have server problems we you know everything the matchmaking is well done i mean there's so much again that goes into to those separate pieces yeah and then you know and then you get to the campaign you're like yeah this is pure trash you know i mean i, I have a i have a theory that's why 343 delayed till december i honestly think they're trying to avoid some of the um like undue kind of like criticism and hype by putting it at a at a piece of part of the year where there's not as much competition they're allowed to just like develop the game and they're not worried about uh you know the game of the year awards or anything like that i i think it's strategic uh more than about delays the, the time they chose for the launch but i could be wrong that's just my my feeling 
That's and I think it'll work. I think it'll work. I think, I think them going into December will be a huge advantage for them, to be honest. I do too. I think it's partially that and partially because campaign needs as much time as possible. That just yeah. my own thought. But anyway, sorry, Eric, you've been. Uh... Oh, no, 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 no. Um, no, you guys are bringing up some excellent points. And I 100% agree with you, Ains, that it's on a different level, but it's also on a different level for them for other reasons that aren't necessarily Halo's fault, but sort of how Microsoft is kind of gone along as far as their game delivery as far as first party goes so it's also it has the honor of being probably the first big game to hit with the series x and to hit with you know <clears throat> to kind of lead the charge of game pass and the whole nine and so it has a lot of things going on around it mm -hmm. right then you also have the advent of the, the multiplayer is being free to play for the first time right yep. so i think and on pc it launched for the first time Right. Well, since since two, but that's way back when. But right. Yeah. So I think when it comes to the hardcore and the the Twitter bubble, you know, so to speak, there's there'll be a higher level of scrutiny there. But I think they'll also have a different audience who's not really paying attention to any of that noise. They're just seeing that there's this new free to play multiplayer thing, and I think the aesthetic of that is going to be intriguing versus like your Call of Duties and your Battlefields, because again, Space Rangers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> running around shooting. I mean, so you kind of have, yeah. you'll get the attention the of people who, vehicles, yeah. so you'll get the attention of people who look at like the Fortnites and the Apexes and things like that, who don't have the traditional ties to Halo like we do, right? So we're definitely going to have a microscope on it. They'll just take it for what it is and kind of run sure. with it. Of course. If the campaign is good or bad, they may ignore it, they may play it, but that won't be the draw for them. It'll be what the multiplayer is doing. Correct. So the only thing that'll trip that multiplayer up is if there's, for whatever reason, which I don't think is going to happen, well, I can actually say I don't think it will. Anything can happen if there's like some major like debacle as far as connectivity or something like that. But I think a lot of what is going on in the flight is probably helping them with that. And they're getting ready for that because they know free to play. You cannot come out on day one and be completely just down. Yeah. You need people in there playing and you can fix the little things, but you don't want to be down completely. So I think that's why they're putting so much emphasis on that. Yep. So. The other thing they have to kind of navigate around is not everybody's going to pick it up in Game Pass or have Game Pass to play. They're going to actually buy a copy. So now you have what used to be a campaign and multiplayer in one suite for 60 bucks. Now you have a free-to-play suite and a campaign that somebody's arguably going to pay $60 for. So what are they going to get with that? And they may have something to say if the campaign drops the ball on the five-yard line. Fair. Fair. You know? So it has, like you said, so much swirling around this game that it has yeah. all these lofty things that it has to hit. It has so many checkboxes that it has to hit. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I agree with Travis. I don't think it lives or dies by what the campaign does. I think it lives or dies by what the multiplayer does. I agree. Multiplayer is the thing that will yeah. live on. Yeah, but we'll shred it yeah, apart. It's going to live on too, though. Don't forget. Well, I know. I, I know. know. I think that's True. the reason it's sixty dollars because they have multiple campaigns. And if you guys looked at the leaks already, we already know about all the details about two of them. So right. Oh, yeah, oh, I actually, oh. I luckily avoided that. But that, that is, that is an excellent point. It <laughs> that's an excellent point. So. Um, but yeah, well, no, I, think... I, I, did, I didn't look at it just to be clear. I'm just pointing mm. out that like it's it's gonna, <laughs> the... it's gonna live. It's gonna be a game as a service. Yeah, like I mean this. that's why it's infinite. It, they're mm -hmm. adding to it. I mean that's part of the thing. In fact, if you look at the Halo site right now, where it says campaign, it's campaigns with an S. Mm -hmm. So I mean it's literally already on the main site. Um, yeah. Well, that but, could help. Um, them, that could be a help. Like, oh, it's if, gonna be huge. If the first yeah, part yeah, of I mean, it doesn't it's... really hit, they can always they can exactly. always live you know... live a second or third time. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be great. Yep. And that, and that's what frustrated me so much with these silly comparisons you see because they're not 
there's so much context here, right? And there's so much going on with this game. Um, and we hear, oh, 500 million, and we hear six years in development, and it's like these things are just thrown around, and people don't know, you know, they don't have any insight into what's actually happening. But I've said to people before, you have a new engine here that you developed in-house, which, again, nobody does. Nobody does that. Uh, the, the How impossible that is to do, and they've done it. And then you've got to remember, you've got to, this game, to your point, Eric, it has to be the showcase for the Series X. Like, Forza Horizon 5 will be a showcase, but Forza Horizon 5 doesn't have the eyes on it that Halo does. It's not even right. close. Right. Um, despite us love, I'll play Forza Horizon Five for probably hundreds of hours, right? Absolutely. But it, it's it's yeah. not the same weight as Halo. But Halo has to be the showcase for Series X. It has to run flawlessly on PC. Um, it also has to run flawlessly on Xbox One from mm -hmm. 2013 on a new engine, and it has to do so. Uh, to your point, for anyone buying this game, or no matter how they get it, right? So it's just yeah, it's it's absolutely massive. Yeah. Um, now now, how many? Like th this flight is it's not limited to the newer consoles right now. It's it's open has to everyone. everybody. Has, has everybody playing even on the old consoles had a good experience? I, I, I no the idea. only thing I mean, I've heard is you know some people. Yeah, yeah, I've seen some people post say it. Everything I've seen is it's very good except for the frame rates a little rougher, which is to be expected. I mean, yeah, you, you're not gonna get <laughs> you're not gonna get you know flawless sixty probably on the new game. Although I do think by launch they will have it running at sixty on Xbox One. People forget that Halo Five released in 2015 and it was 1080p 60 on the original xbox one nice. so it'll be 1080p but 60 frames correct yeah. yeah and now i'm playing in 4k 120 and it is absolutely butter like i, I can't even I explain it PC. it's yeah how gorgeous I mean, it, it, is. it looks really good on both series x and pc well, but, yeah. yeah you know so yeah. to your to your point you know this released six years ago right or halo 5 did yeah so at that mo at that time, there you know the the streaming culture wasn't really, yes, I guess you know super prominent. Now it is. You know, how do you think that that is going to impact how well this game does? Like, you know, are, is it? You think Microsoft will will get this game out there to those prominent streamers? Yeah, you know, Ninja. You used to play Halo. You know, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of really any kind of streamer. But with that being said, you know, how does this affect? this game's launch as opposed to how it affected you know halo 5s back in you know i think it's a big i think it's a big part um in fact you had uh halo the halo twitter account was responding and sharing tim the Tapman's clip yesterday that he shared playing and he's i, I don't know streamers that well either but i know he's one yeah. of like the top 10 in the world or something in terms of views so um i i, I think it's a big part of that they will promote that combined that's part of why the free-to-play multiplayer being free as well is so big um and it will also uh tie into why they're stressing the importance of the hcs so much they're really pushing for hcs to be big again which is the competitive league for halo right because that again brings in a different sort of community but it spreads a lot of awareness as to the competitive people who want that really sweaty experience uh that halo can provide that again um, and, and just one more point, if you guys don't mind, is as you were talking, Eric, it, it kind of one of the segues I wanted to make here is, you know, there's still some people I don't want to talk about still talking about the lack of campaign co-op at launch. Um, the, the point I made to some friends yesterday was that uh, they focused a lot on this academy and the training with the bots. Um, and in my opinion, that is fundamentally far more important at launch than campaign co-op. 
Uh, campaign co-op is played by a minor percentage of people. Um, it's part of the campaign, obviously. Um, and it will be there a few months after launch for when people want to enjoy it. The key to Academy and bots and the training and the weapon drills and everything is to fundamentally support the free to the Halo multiplayer being free to play because you're going to have millions, if not tens of millions of people jumping into this game, millions of which who have never played Halo before. To Eric's point, we're not all, not everyone's old like us. Um, and Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so in this Souls like Halo game, um, <laughs> mess with you, Travis. Uh, the point I'm making is that bringing new people in, onboarding basically people and teaching them the nuances of Halo is incredibly important because one of the challenges Halo multiplayer has had over the years is that the skill gap is very high between experienced players and new players. The mechanics are not the same as your Call of Duty, your Battlefields, et cetera, where you pick up any machine gun, you point, you shoot, you kill. It's not how Halo works. There's a lot of fundamental aspects to each individual weapon, how they function, shield breaking mechanic, you know, all these other things that people just imagine you've never played Halo before and you pick it up and expect it to play like any other shooter you've played. It doesn't. And all of a sudden you're shooting people with what you think is like 50 bullets. They don't die. And you're like, how come I keep getting killed right away and I can't kill anyone else? And we hear it all the time. Um, so having a good kind of training regimen, showing people how you can learn the skills of Halo, get into Academy, practice against bots, teach the mechanics is fundamentally huge for this game. And that's why 343 is pushing it and why that is the focus for them, because that's how this game, to your point, I think on a broad scale is going to be shared among the social community and grow is in the multiplayer suite. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Good points, man. Okay. Okay. It's fair. <laughs> I don't know if anyone had more to add, but all right. All right. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't care. They can get to it when they get to it. <laughs> so, Dan, I would say, in all seriousness, yes. I know you're not one for competitive, but sure. the fact that you can play against bots, you can do all these other things. It's actually really fun. So you could jump in there right now today. Well, you're not part of the flight, I don't think, right? No. But when the game releases, you could jump in by yourself, play against low-level bots who basically just run around. You can even turn on invincibility. You can turn on what they call play fighting, where the bots don't even shoot at you. They just run around and jump and do stuff. Uh, so you can practice aiming. But you can get like a real feel for it and just see at least how the game feels um, right. as you kind of go into campaign, too. Because obviously multiplayer is a little different from the campaign. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, so. I mean, can I still sign up for it? Like, <laughs> you could sign up for the next flight? one, I'm sure. If yeah. they have a next one, I don't know. I, if they I, do I have a Halo Insider stuff on the Xbox, but I just never have used it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah this is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Halo. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Trying to get Dan into Halo. Dan, you can be invincible. Come on, play it. <laughs> that's that's basically where I'm at. Can I be invincible in the actual multiplayer? Because <laughs> that would be not with your skill set. No, 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 no. Hey, Mike, no. in the house, and and th yeah, this kind of emphasizes the point, Mike. Uh, it's a good call out. I noticed there are many small moments that matter during a firefight. I was very impressed with the down to the second choices that need to be made. Exactly, and that's uh, some people call it the Halo dance um, because Halo is one of the few shooters nowadays where you can go into an engagement one on two, right, and you can win if you're good enough, um, or 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 just make the right play at the right moment. That doesn't happen. The other one. 
would you stop bringing up that crap game? Um, How dare you? The, <laughs> but that doesn't happen in other games. It's like you point, you shoot, someone's going to die. And and if you live and someone else is there, especially like Call of Duty, if you're one on two, you're not living. It's very rare. If they're both pointing at you, that you're going to live. Because the time um, to kill is zero point. Time to kill is too low. You just have to point and shoot. You know, it's just very different. So, um, yeah, anyway. God damn, we've stayed on these topics way longer than I thought. I we know were we have forty today. minutes left, and we haven't even gotten to any of the new stuff. I tell you what, I tell you it's what. Right. Everybody, keep it's your comments stuff, brief going forward. It's, 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 it's Nintendo. We can just kind of breeze right. Through. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Nintendo is a gem. Oh man, uh, is or was? Yes. Mm. Don't, um, don't bait me i will answer you with single single word responses <laughs> like f off all right um moving on let's yeah, let's go ahead and off. let's go ahead and move on to nintendo directors this week so they typical nintendo fashion they came out wednesday and said by the way join us tomorrow morning for uh <laughs> nintendo direct and uh but the nice thing about this show and in, in all fairness to nintendo is that they uh, they showed a bunch of what's coming to the Switch from the fall to going into next year, and we got some actual meaningful updates on big games, which is good, right? So uh, Metroid Dread, like we as we talk right now, is uh, two weeks away. So hopefully, you know that lives up to the expectations for 2D Metroid. Uh, Mario Party Superstars is coming, but the the kind of big things here was Kirby's coming back. We should have all seen that coming, right? You got a new Kirby 3D platformer. Um, you got a big, big expansion to Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, I know I don't like Monster Hunter Runner. I don't know what I just said. Monster <laughs> Hunter, but there are millions and millions and millions of people that do, of course. So that's pretty cool. We finally got to see Bayonetta 3, which has been in development for years, right? Um, so that's coming out supposedly 2022. They didn't give a date, just the year. Um, Triangle Strategy, which is the game that interests me the most, which is a uh, kind of classic looking uh tactics rpg from square enix uh that's coming out in march march 4th actually <clears throat> um and then we've got uh what else what else what else n64 <laughs> n64 you you canceled your nintendo online subscription a week early dan I mean, yeah well you know what here's the thing though i would have to pay probably extra to get the plus package then pay an extra 50 bucks for those controllers if okay. I uh, nintendo's not that bad 30 bucks a year that's like cheap well you don't get anything yeah, but you barely even get servers. But you, uh, right. but you yeah. get Bluetooth now, though. You know, so that's well, nice. Sometimes Do you sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what which console. But um, you get uh, N64 and Genesis games are coming. Some obviously, uh, uh, and they're going to sell N64 and Genesis controllers that are just like the classic. That, okay, that part is crazy to me that they're yeah. selling N64 controllers. Like, no, what's I'm crazy never, to me I'm is they're selling back. a Genesis controller in 2022 for fifty dollars. Yes. That's what's crazy to me. I, you know, here's yeah. the thing though. I bought the the, the regular Nintendo ones. That's uh, the I only didn't... reason I got Nintendo online because I wanted those old, you know, but new controllers. So I've got the yeah. as the, the SNES ones and the NES ones. Yeah, still, those, those made sense to me. The crazy part to me, yeah. Ains, is that part it of the problem, me. guys. Yes, yes, yes no, yes. dude. The the least crazy part to me is that it costs that much to re reproduce a super old clunky controller like even making it that size like they could they could make a genesis controller like this big if they wanted to you know what i mean like it, they're basically like that's my point anti-engineering like, that's yeah. my point that's it, why it, it, so it was money. designed 35 years ago and yeah. it probably cost them you know 47 cents to make Mm -hmm. And they're selling it for $50. No, I think it costs way more than you think because they're having to re reproduce something that 
nobody would request. Like they're just manufacturing. They, well, they just manufacture them for the Sega Genesis Mini. I literally have them. Same exact how controller. Much did, how much does the Sega Genesis Mini cost you? Uh, you can get on Amazon and find those exact controllers. But that's for the game. That's for the game, like four or the console, forty games and two controllers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. I'm, you don't have to buy the old controllers. I'm certainly not going to. No, you don't have to. It, it I is. I never not. want to play an N64 controller ever again in my life. <laughs> ever. Oh my god! It's like made for a three-handed creature. Why would you ever play that controller? <laughs> Remember when it first came out and people were like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah, yeah, that was, that was I'm interesting. I'm so confused man. by that controller, and I used it for hundreds of hours, probably thousands. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fifteen dollars for the Sega Genesis Mini controllers. That's how much yeah. they are. Yeah. And but they those are the, wireless. And even the third-party one, like the eight-bit do ones that are like wireless and you those know kind of new. Yeah, yeah those for eight forty-nine. <laughs> yeah, so that's why it's because they put it in the Nintendo box. Yeah, yeah it's got Nintendo on it. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but, but anyway, guys, baffled me. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we've kind of kind of we've gone on the controller uh, side road yeah. here, but going back to the games and the direct, um, I'll start with you, Travis, because I know you know you're more of a Nintendo stand than I think yeah. the rest of us, at least current Nintendo stand. Where um, did you did you catch up on these uh, previews? Did you did you catch up on the direct? Yeah. What you know things you're looking forward to here? Yeah, I wasn't able to watch it in real time, but I did catch up on it. Um, okay. Yeah, it looks uh, the stuff they showed is awesome. I. I'm really excited for Metroid Dread. I know you guys have been a little bit colder on that one, but I, I think it's going to surprise you. I think it's going to be good. Um, it's been a really long time since a 2D Metroid, and I don't think that they would uh, risk this one. I think it's going to be I've, I've warmed up on it. I've warmed nice. up on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, 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 what they showed was great. I think Bayonetta 3 is going to be awesome. I'm a huge fan of Kirby, so I'm really excited that Kirby's getting a game again. Uh, okay. I think it's really overdue. Uh, and um, yeah, the old games that they're bringing back, I, they should have done that a long time ago. So I'm glad that those are um, coming to the platform. But uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate that Nintendo does things differently, um, both in the games that they make and in the way that they present those games. And announcing a show one or you know the day before, and then doing it, and then showing a bunch of stuff that's going to come out in the next year uh, is is totally awesome. And um, I prefer that to you know getting a cgi trailer of a game and then not hearing about or you know seeing it every year at the yearly show yeah. for four years until it comes out um and i think i think nintendo um they do their own thing and yeah. it's kind of it works for them and then and i i prefer it in terms of the presentation anyway you know it's it's funny you say that because i was going to ask you about or ask you guys about this is i was thinking back we got playstation show a couple weeks ago right and they did a a good job generally of kind of what's coming down the line right to, to build a hype right um but what i realized as i watched the nintendo show is nintendo did a really good job of showing what's coming now like what you're going to be able to play in the next six months combined with a few things coming in the future to get you excited for the platform where i was thinking about playstation i was like yeah you know i'm obviously hyped for a horizon and, and the things we know right but when you look at that show it's like it's september when they did the show or august whenever it was um and uh there's nothing there until february that we're touching i mean literally six months of and the, and the stuff no we're playing experiences in february, on playstation and the stuff we're playing in february we learned about three or four years ago right exactly that's my point. trailers ever since yeah yeah it's just... yeah so it's like I don't know which is better of the two. It doesn't really matter, I realize. But it just it, it occurred to me watching Nintendo that as much crap as I give Nintendo nowadays, I, I did think this was one of their better directs because it did that, right? It captured 
their core audience. It captured people like myself. It gave you stuff that's coming soon and stuff that's coming in the future, which is a good show. Mm -hmm. Eric, yeah. I don't know, man. Are you as hard on Nintendo nowadays as we are? Like, where were you at on Nintendo? <laughs> I will always have like a nostalgic heart for Nintendo, even when I kind of question some of the moves that they make. And but, but I'll first address like the show itself. I uh, definitely agree with you guys. Like, they're very good at saying, hey, this is what's coming and it's right around the corner as opposed to like way far out, you know, even though I know gamers always request to know what's coming out on the horizon. They want all their uh, they want all their announcements at the beginning and then <laughs> let the generation for the next few years play out we, and then complain. We don't know what's good for us, Eric. Ever, we ever. We don't know our, yeah. Yeah. Ever, bro. Well, it's like Wolverine. So, it's like, oh, OK, I'm pumped. Like Insomniac making Wolverine. Fantastic. Like mm -hmm. I'll be there day one. But it's like what, probably what it's if, probably like if, three or four years away. What if they didn't show you it and they were surprised at you with it with gameplay and like a huge deep dive and then it came out six months after that? Yeah, that'd be that'd be even uh, you would have been blown away. I yeah, think the yeah. reason a lot of companies are hesitant to do that is because of leaks. It takes be. the wind out of their sails. Yeah. I think they have to announce before a leak beats it to the punch. I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a good point. Um, but it's, in terms of these shows, like. Um, I tend to always kind of go into them with the idea that I'll probably see something that I want to play. And that's the biggest thing for me. It's not, you know, I, I don't tend to go over hype. Um, yeah. I know the, the terms are always set expectations. Don't I said you should always have high expectations for companies that you give your money to. Yes. You know, you should never do this thing where, well, OK, and make an excuse. Now, don't, you know, have theater of the mind and overbuild it to the point where they can't live up to anything that you had or a preconceived notion, because that's not fair either. Yeah. We see that all the time. People kind of run in. Well, I had I thought they should have shown this. It's like, well, your thought that they should have shown it and them not showing <laughs> it is not the same thing. So there were definitely things in the show that um, that I saw that I want to play, like uh, Metroid Dread, 100%. Like, I'm there for that. And I'm praying, I'm still praying that Samus Returns gets a port to the Switch because I never finished it on 3DS. I got my hands on my <laughs> Switch. I can't go back to the 3DS anymore because it kills my hands. You know, but... Metroid Dread will have to do for now. The game looks phenomenal. So I cannot wait. We don't get enough Metroid. So I'm never going to like crap on that. Let's, let's, yeah. So yeah. you can show me more of that. Actually, don't show me anymore. I'm good, but hype yeah. for that. Um, they haven't really shown anything of that game. I think that's another no. thing Nintendo does really well is they don't over trailerize, they don't overshare. And, true. And they just say, here it is. Very yeah. true. Uh, I was happy to see that Bayonetta 3 is still alive and <laughs> right. same because that is one of those times that they did announce it and we hadn't heard or seen anything. That in yep. Metroid Prime so, 4, remember? They right. Announced Metroid it, Prime like, 4, I think they regret announcing. Yes. Yeah, I, I they went back to the drawing board. Yeah, so does everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's still waiting on that Metroid Prime trilogy. Uh, yes. But they said they keep saying it's in the vault somewhere. I'm like, I don't know why they keep holding it, but yeah, it's all good. The only thing that like baffled me is like we just talked about the controllers. You know, I was like, that's interesting. But more than that, what is this new tier to access the N64 and Genesis stuff? I'm kind of like, because they haven't announced yeah, the price gonna, on that yet. No, they're gonna charge an extra 10 or 15 bucks. Right. And I'm like, why? Play why? Eight more games. It's, well, I, know it's why. Game, it's, I know it's why. I know why game pass. Right. Yeah. I know why they're doing it, but I'm at the same time, I'm like. Nintendo's going to Nintendo. That's, <laughs> yes. where, that's where they know like their audience. Like I always say too, like with, with when it comes to Microsoft and Xbox, they know their hardcore audience. They can yep. they buy hardware. So they'll make hardware for you to buy. Nintendo knows their audience. They know we have that nostalgia play. 
and you guys are going to pull up to the table and eat. And I am 100% a part of the problem. I'll talk all the crap in the world about them <laughs> as I'm putting my credit card information in. Yeah, but, yeah. but I'm not doing the controllers, not on this one. Like with Dan, I did the NES. I did the SNES. They got me on the Nostalgia Play there. I have a USB wired um, Genesis controller, the clear blue. Works perfectly fine. I'm good with that. And then I have an 8-bit do that's wireless. So I'm good. I, I don't need yeah. to do the other ones for 50 bucks. And they'll never go on sale. That's the other funny part. They'll, they'll keep Wario, keep throwing them up there, and it'll always be the same price. You know, they'll probably but, be sold out. You won't be able to find them. <laughs> yeah, that, that did right. happen with the uh, NES and SNES. And then when they came up, when you miss them, they know that you miss them. And then when they pop up again, it's like a crackhead. It's like, I got to get them this time just because I might not see them again. <laughs> they they, do, they yeah. do that scarcity play. They're like, oh, uh, man, they're brilliant. They're like the, uh, the Nike they're, shoes. They're the know? Disney <laughs> of, uh, yeah. yeah. Got to get this brilliant. now. It's going to be gone. Yeah. yeah, but uh, but overall, I thought the show was um was was good. Again, there they always their shows like their their main directs always. You walk away, there's always something there. If you're interested in the Nintendo ecosystem, there's something there for everybody. You know, you may not have gotten four or five games you can walk away with, but there's typically always one. And I see that in the on the timeline, people are like, well, the game, the show is okay, but this game did look good. Yeah. That's the whole purpose of it. Yeah, you always find something that, as a gamer, you want to rock with. So yeah, unless you only play first-person shooters. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if you're always looking for triple A, it's dry. Shows. Yeah. It's dry out here. You know, but uh, the Castlevania drop was. Uh, we went from that being kind of rumored, like showing up on a rating board to like, hey, it's, oh, it's available man. right now. I you know, know that. Act oh, time that for it. You know, you know, you're gonna play it again, Ains. You're gonna. Oh, you're I, gonna I am. I just don't have time for it. Right. Yeah, too bad. And, and the one thing, too bad. the one thing that was really cool to see, like people put down their swords and and the negativity, and people got hyped and hit the nostalgia of Act Razor. Yes, one, I, I didn't can't see anyone pissed about that. You know, um, Act Razor is a he's talking about hard games. Go back and play Act Razor and Act Razor Two on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> um, very souls like um yeah, that, that was very cool to see that game come back. It's not <laughs> it's and not one too, right? Like it was under kind of under wraps. Like no one really knew that was no, a thing. That was right? a big surprise. Yeah. yeah. And I know if Elu's still in the chat, he's he's calling it too because he's a big Axe Razor fan. But mm. um, yeah, really cool to see. Um, yeah. So Dan, did you catch up on this? Any interest? Yeah. I mean, I, I saw some of it. Uh, you know, I, I watched it piecemeal. Okay. I have no desire to continue there, to give. There's Nintendo a recap <laughs> on seasongaming.com. I know that. Okay. I know that. Yeah. That's basically where I watch it. <laughs> so here's the thing. You, you're right, Eric. They, they basically, they, they know who they are. They know what they're doing. They put just enough bait on that hook for the old gamers that, you know, grew up with them, us right. that, you know, had supported them through, you know, everything uh, just to keep us around, you know, and, and, and there's going to, you know, for me, at least lately, it's just gotten to the point where it's just like, listen, you're hitting that stage where, you know, I really don't care. Like, I, I'm not going to, you know, it just doesn't matter anymore. You know, yeah, Metro Dread looks good. Um, Bayonetta 3, yes, I'm going to 100% get in on that one. Um, the controllers, I mean, <laughs> I literally just canceled my online subscription. <laughs> I saw your tweet the other day, yeah. That, yeah, and then they came back and they wouldn't refund my money, so they gave me eShop credit. And I'm, I'm just like, well, great. What the hell am I supposed to use this for? Right. Games. So it's probably, yeah. But I don't play it. That's the problem. I have three switches in my house. I have, have a kids. light and two. 
And th- yeah, well, they don't play it either now. Now they're just, I don't know what they do. Their tastes change daily. So, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it, who the hell knows what they're playing? Apex, maybe today, maybe it's Minecraft. I have no clue. So, I hope it's Minecraft. Yeah, no. Personally. Yeah, one of them does. I don't know what. they be learning while they play, you know. Right. That's, that's why I, you know, that's important to me as a, like, I don't think I learned anything. Like, <laughs> like there was never an some educational games, you game. You do not learn anything, but some no. Minecraft, you actually do learn stuff when you play. Oh, 100%. Games. I remember, you know, being in the beta for that, but they, they, their tastes change, like, like I said, daily pretty much. So I have no idea what they're doing. Um, but everything else, I mean, can we talk about this Mario movie? Because, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I didn't know how to react to that one. I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. the internet's had a ball with it, though, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know what to think about it. It's it, it, at first, you know, it's not live action. So, yes. You know, I, I think that, right. when I first heard of the, that, I was like, because I saw the memes on Twitter before I saw any of the official news. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, wow, this is going to be awful. And then the more yeah. I saw the cast, I was like, the casting's pretty good. I have to hand it to them. I'm, I'm Except for Mario. Yeah. I, I, I even think I even think that like I think people look at uh, Pratt now and they associate with him with like Jurassic Park and some of his like not great movies that he's been in. Well, but and also he, his weird personal stuff. Oh, I don't know any about that. I'm I don't I know nothing about celebrities. Oh yeah, like, he's that sort of stuff. I think what what the reputation around him has changed because the people found out he's like a, this ultra weird religious guy and yeah, there's oh. weird there's weird stuff associated with him, but it doesn't matter. Okay. That's neither here nor there. Um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't know that, but that. Uh, oh yes, shout out to all the left-handed people. That's I'm us, man. Left-handed. Yeah, yeah. Why are there so many lefties all, in this? In this all, because uh, this is a good community and good chat. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. That explains why Dan's so rubbish. Anyway, <laughs> um, that might be true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, uh, I I think that they might that that might be a good cast for that for that movie. I, to be honest, all the, all the people I saw, I was like, yeah, I could totally see that person playing that role. It's pretty good. I mean, it could be, you know, animated movie. Who knows? You have, you've got, yeah, you've got some characters who can bring a lot of kind of talent on the voice spectrum. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's it not something I expected. Existing Mario movie, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. I just didn't yeah. have it on my bingo card. Like, right. Well, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, like, not. that's bizarre. It was cool so to see Miyamoto come out, right? Yeah. And talk about it. Yeah. He's been, he's been kind of, just he's taking a behind the the curtain kind of move lately mm-hmm. he's got to be up there i think he's like near 70 yeah so. like easily yeah yeah so yeah that's, that's going to be interesting because we're so used to like mario in particular not having voice so <laughs> that's going to be that could be jarring mean he's he tells you that it's him it's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah i like got all the time i just so, want to yeah. know what the script is i mean the story is going to be mind-blowing right I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. Still somehow too. Yeah, there's there, 78 games and they all have the same story. So we'll, we'll yeah. see it happen. There were people that were really, really upset that the, the original voice of Mario wasn't doing oh, the that voice. That would be a train wreck. I mean, what wreck. does he even say? Aside from, hey, it's me. Yeah, yeah it's expressions. <laughs> yeah, it's really just right. expressions. That's it. It's like an offensive, dude, I mean, he's, an offensive yeah, he's Italian impression. Yeah, yeah it's right. Like, all of yeah. It's like right. a 70-year-old white guy that goes around to Comic-Cons now and, like, signs, you know, 
posters of himself, which is super weird. So, I mean, I actually did. I agree with Brian Altano over at IGN who said, you know, he really wishes they would have gotten, you know, just for the hell of it, right? Gotten an Italian American to voice Mario um, rather than just a star like Chris Pratt. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's just a voice, why not go with someone, you know? I don't know. It's true. It's true. But, they, you know, it sells when you get an everything. Exactly. Voice. But it's I all about pulled money. Up the, I pulled up the, the list just to make sure I, I wasn't crazy. But, like, Luigi is being played by Charlie Day. Charlie Day, yeah. That's a great casting choice. Yes. That's a good Bowser one. is Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Donkey right. Kong is Fred <laughs> yeah. Austin, which is amazing. Like, all, yeah. all of these casting choices, I was like, that's perfect. Like, yeah. yeah that's like well, exactly I, I love hearing that choice. Donkey Kong's going to be in it because he's my favorite Nintendo character. So, yeah, that's really. And he's going to have a yeah. very ad- addictive laugh. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see the things of it. So, it's going to be um, good. No faith. Yeah, Miyamoto, if you saw it, Miyamoto did say it's going to be a while before they provide another update. So it feels like this is still kind of early. Um, so I wouldn't expect to see this. They didn't say that. It's Unless I completely missed it. Miyamoto said we were not going to be able to show you this for a while unless I completely lost track of it, which is possible. It's mm. called. I mean, I looked it up. It says it's called Super Mario Movie 2022. On oh, okay. So I oh, don't good. Know if, uh, good. Yeah. Maybe by not show us anything for a while, they meant maybe next summer or something. Who knows? Well, they'll, they'll come back next year and announce that they had to give it to a different studio and delay it <laughs> like, further out. It's a transition <laughs> to another topic, and it's coming to Paramount Plus. You know, in 2025. Right. Yeah. Is, is this our segue to Perfect Dark? <laughs> no, uh, it can be. It can be. Yeah, Why not? Well, that's yeah. perfect. Wasn't that the next thing on our run? Yeah, game? yeah. So last thing we're going to talk about, actually, is Perfect Dark. Uh, and, and I want to be clear on this one. So, well, let's start with the story itself. So the initiative, uh, Studio Microsoft First Party or Xbox First Party came out and announced this week that they have basically brought on um, Crystal Dynamics, a very well-known kind of uh, tenured studio, to help they have develop. a good relationship with. For a that lot they have a good relationship with for Daryl Gallagher and a number of other reasons, right? to help develop Perfect Dark. Um, Now, the context here, I want to be clear that, you know, as soon as this happened, as soon as anything happens with a PlayStation studio or an Xbox studio, just people run rampant, right? With rumors and speculation and nonsense. And it's like, let's, let's understand that none of us sitting here, none of us talking about it, truly know the extent of what's happening here, right? We don't, yeah, of course. So we don't know, right? So all I wanted to make the point is um, this was an interesting announcement. Um, many people were saying, well, this makes initiative redundant. And what's the point of building a studio if they need help with the game? And, you know, all these types of things. But, um, you know, I was trying to look at it from the perspective of Crystal Dynamics, as I understand it anyway. Someone can correct me. As a studio of over 300 people, correct. they are very tenured. They have developed some fantastic games in the past. You know, I don't know if Luke's still in the chat. Avengers may not be one of them. Um, but, um, you know, like Tomb Raider Reboot and others, right? And more, more than that, right, there's a, the tenure is really key. You know, the initiative has taken on a classic IP. I, I wouldn't necessarily say a beloved IP, but a classic IP. Um, and this is expected to be a big new kind of reboot for Xbox Game Studios, right? This game, is, <laughs> this game is supposed to be like a tentpole title uh, in the future, one of many, obviously. Um, 
when and they're building the talent from the ground up for the initiative, right? People forget that this was a new studio that was formed and they're still hiring for it. Like literally, they're still hiring people. So what why not bring on help from a well-known tenured studio loaded with talent um to help build this game? I think that could be a very good thing. The only thing that's peculiar to me about it is there are tons of studios in the gaming industry that are kind of third party co-developers, right? They get hired out contractors basically to help develop games. Well, Crystal Dynamics is a developer owned by Square Enix, right? Or part of that parent company. It seems kind of strange that um, they're, they're not a company that would typically just partner with another company to make a game in that vein, especially being Xbox first party. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this spells something bigger or if this was just something unique that kind of rose because Gallagher obviously used to be a, a key at Crystal Dynamics and there are just conversations that led to one thing or another. I don't really know, but it's interesting if nothing else. I think it's probably just staffing, right? Like that's what I took it to be because uh, I think the initiative only has something like 90 employees and they're making a massive game. Crystal yeah. Dynamics has a huge staff and probably aren't using all of it on a, you know, maybe they had openings for a current project. And so rather than uh, staffing up the initiative, hiring how what 200 extra people to right. build this game they just yeah. they just uh borrowed from another studio this also isn't that uncommon a practice like lots of studios outsource or get help from other i mean i, I guess i hear about it a lot because destiny is a game that has had like a ton of different studios sure. chip in over the years and help out with and that sort of thing and uh it, you know the, the the studio microsoft acquired uh last year or two years ago um ninja they they ninja also Theory. Yeah, Ninja Theory. They also uh, are. They were a studio that basically only worked on other people's games. They just uh, outsourced their parts of their own staff. Hellblade was made with like the thirty employees who weren't busy working on other projects for other people. Uh, yeah. So it, it's a pretty common uh, practice, um, and it strikes me as something that probably just came down to staffing, and yeah. uh, and, and I guess it worked out. But I, I, I'm very much not surprised to see so much. Uh, controversy over something that seems to me to be fairly a fairly like straightforward uh industry practice but that's just well, I th- yeah i think you're thinking of it logically um so there's that's your first the mistake yeah. yeah um but you you made the point perfectly initiative well we both kind of said it right big ip it's supposed to be a triple a game uh triple a games in the modern space and the expectations especially for a first party ip are huge um you're not building that with 90 people you're just not no. Um, but it also doesn't make sense to just quickly staff up the 300 people because that's not the intelligent way to organically grow a studio. So again, just building upon the foundation that crystal can help provide seems like the obvious solution. I don't know, Eric, did you kind of get any other sense than what we're saying, or are you kind of on the same path? Kind of the same path and leading into what you initially said, it's one of those things like we don't we just don't know enough. It's just we've never seen it like this, where two companies make like a press release announcement that they're doing this. And right. and we I mean, it's not uncommon, you know, like Travis said, for a developer to bring in outside outsourced help. Right. I mean, Square has done that with other companies like themselves, you know, to get something across the goal line. Um, I know people like to be first with a reaction. And typically the reaction <laughs> is always, well, why does, you know, 
XYZ have to be is doing this, you know, they just, especially in the Microsoft's case, like they're a billion or trillion dollar corporation who just got all these studios. Why do they need to outsource for their quadruple A, you know, house? And I'm like, well, you know, there's still a small house as far as we know, right? So I don't know. I mean, we don't know the inner workings of what the other studios are working on. Yes, they just acquired them. But as far as I know, aren't those studios making games themselves? So maybe they don't have the ability to just jump off on something. Or I, I would imagine they're not sitting around waiting for an assignment. They're probably busy doing things too. So that might be part of it. Another part might be the world is in a weird, different place in the last two years. We're not the same planet right now with with this pandemic. So maybe the idea is we're maybe we're a little behind, and this is the best way for us to do this. And Gallagher called in a favor. He has ties, he has roots, and maybe in his mind, it was like, this is the best way for us to go about, you know, making sure this game is back on schedule and doing what it needs to do. That's you know, a maybe fair the point scope as well. Of, maybe the scope of the might, game. Might, it might be really hard thought. to hire during COVID as well, if they're trying right. to staff up for the initiative. Right. And, and, and this is getting a little too corporate, I realize, but I'm part of these conversations in my line of work, which is, you know, uh, so much of this work is being done from home right now. Um, and, and initiative being a, a studio in Santa Monica, um, it, it's, it's much more difficult to find people locally than it is, you know, either, uh, nationwide or globally in terms of talent. Right. So if, if crystal dynamics, if say a hundred people, 200 people, whatever, if that studio were set up in a very good position already working from home and able to move into new work to your point, Eric, that's far easier to, um, to bring on board far faster and far more efficient than say <laughs> trying to continue to hire people quickly in like right. a local area in Santa Monica as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I think probably all those fundamental reasons are, are at play here. I don't, I don't, my, my point being in all, all of this conversation is I don't think there's anything nefarious here. I don't think there's anything, you know, initiatives failing or, you know, they, all these ridiculous things. I think it's just part of game development. I will say there have been rumors for, like six, seven years, like a really long time that Crystal Dynamics and Microsoft have had like repeated conversations about acquisition and that sort of stuff. And Don't I know you bring like, up that word on this show, Travis. <laughs> I, I'm just, I, the, the reason I bring this up is because I'm surprised that that wasn't the first thing people started talking about rather than worried about Perfect Dark. I would have been like, well, that's a pretty cushy relationship. Like that's another indicator. Like the, There have been so many rumors over the years that Microsoft yeah. is trying to acquire Crystal Dynamics or their IPs and stuff like that, that, that they were going to buy Tomb Raider. And it's just like, that's what I thought would have been like the, the like up in arms, like, Oh, or like some stuff's going down. But instead it was just the exact opposite. It was like, Oh, Microsoft's mm -hmm, yeah. in trouble. They're about to go out of business. They're starting to sell their, uh, their, their fax machines on the front lawn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think it's like a necessarily a nefarious thing. And again, we just don't know enough. But it's just, I think the thing that's odd is, yeah, it's definitely, it's like, again, you didn't have it on your bingo card that, you know, the initiative would be partnering with uh, Crystal Dynamics to do a partner up on a perfect dark game. Because you think first party, you think this and that, but again, they're two big entities and they're putting it out on front street. Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to partner up, you know, and try to make something together or get across the finish line, whatever they need to do. The bottom line is let's hope that they pull it off and make a great game. But I know the bubble tends to go back to, this is good ammo for, you know, the war. So we're going to go to doom and gloom first. Yeah, you know? of course. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was puzzled. I was like, oh, that's 
So initially, you know, you kind of you may think, well, what's going on there? But yeah. then you sit on it for a while and you say, what are all the variables of what could be happening without having all the pieces and the information to form a complete opinion, like opinion on it? So yeah. I didn't go out to talk about it, you yeah. know, and I think the way we're touching on it is basically all you can really do is just kind of say yeah. what you think about it, you know? Yeah. And again, I would uh, argue that you are thinking with logic and that should not be welcome in this environment, <laughs> sir. <laughs> There's too much illogical stuff in life right now. Like, <laughs> let's just keep some logic on things. Yeah. Yeah. But no, the, you guys point. That's exactly why this is the last thing we're touching on, because it's this is all you can do. There, there's no other true information out there to talk about. Um, you just kind of take the the pieces that we all are aware of, to your point, pandemic, game development, you know, uh, staffing, what's required for AAA and piece them together. And that's what you get. Um, there's not yeah. much else to say on it. It's also so. damned if you do, damned if you don't, because they announced what they're doing. So they put it out on Front Street, what they're doing. But if they would have yeah. just went and done it and then it leaked, then it would have been like, <gasps> Look at them hiding this from us. This is yeah. like they need help going to build on. their game. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Dan. No, I don't care. I'm, I'm Literally, sure don't care. I'm sure you've got some uh, none, some no, very deep thoughts and concerns here. No thoughts, share. none whatsoever. Don't care. Show me the game when it's ready. <laughs> I don't really, you know. Hire fifteen other studios here to help you out. I literally Why are you can't on care. The show? I can't care about this. It's the worst. He doesn't care about anything. I don't. He's just not this. this. No, it's just, it is what it is. You know. I mean, I think I, they, David Gallagher has a relationship with him, or Daryl Gallagher. I'm sorry. And 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 and, and you know, it, okay. That's as, it. I mean, as the, sarcastic the, as Dan is being right now, and we're laughing at the end of the day. The point he's making is actually valid, which is at the end of the day, all that matters is the game. Yeah, right. Correct. Whatever, you know, if this is what it takes yep. to make a quadruple A game, cool, because it's going to be on Game Pass. It's an awesome IP, and I can't wait to play it. And that's really it. <laughs> you know? Bottom line, if, it's, if it comes out and it kicks ass, no one's going to be talking about the part. No, nobody's going right. to you know? Nobody. So. It's the same, same thing we always say. Yeah, uh, the end product is what matters. Yeah. And that, with that aims, I will say, please come out and kick ass because I don't need it to go the other way where all people oh, want to do is make YouTube videos. <laughs> oh, we knew it. We knew it. We knew it. If the game's bad, everyone is going to say that this is why, right? Mm -hmm. They'll yep. point to this and be like, oh, it was trouble development. It was there all along. And then if it if it comes out as a great game, they'll be like, oh, well, they just had Crystal Dynamics bail them out. You know, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly, Travis. Yeah. 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 You know, oh, man. those people don't deserve any of our time anyway. So. Yeah, that's right. No. And they'll get none of it. <laughs> they just got like 30 seconds it's already too much not from dan uh, dan, no. <laughs> dan wasn't having it nope, nope. So. <laughs> all right guys well i think with that we will uh go ahead and close out the show a couple things to be aware of uh so we've got reviews coming this week like i said dan's reviewing reviewing kina uh i'm probably gonna throw a review up for tales of iron you know just like i said smaller game uh, my video of the John, Johnny Silverhand statue is out there on the channel if you want to check that out. That yet the newest statue unboxing. Uh, our newest contributor to Season Gaming, or maybe not our newest, one of our newest, uh, Peter, he put his first article up this week, which is on um, his experience with um, uh, streaming versus uh, via xCloud or, or Xbox game streaming and did some tests with different games and different hardware. You can check that out. Um, I am uh, going to be reviewing Far Cry. 
Uh, I don't know exactly what the embargo looks like that on yet. I know the reviews can't go out to October 6th, but I don't know. They said something about uh, being able to post video and maybe some impressions ahead of time. So stay tuned. I'll give you an update on that next week because believe it or not, that game's only two weeks away. Um, and then just a reminder that uh, we have a Discord out there now, Season Gaming. Uh, it's free to join. You can find the link right at the top of the site. Uh, just come on in, chat with uh, fine people. And lastly, we created, uh, we hadn't done this prior, but we created a, a BitCast uh, Twitter account. Um, so Follow that us. is out. Yeah, so that is out there now. We'll get it out more widely. We've always kind of just used Season Gaming as its core, but now, you know, we figured we'd have a Twitter account just for the, the podcast itself for people who may not necessarily follow all of Season Gaming. So uh, please look that up. You can find it in my profile, SG's profile. It's out there. So On my uh, profile, too. It's on Travis's profile as well. So, um, yeah, that is about it. Guys, uh, anyone listening, thank you very much. For all of you listening um, on audio after the show, huge thank you to you. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw my post, but last week was, or the last, I should say, 14 days or so, the, the highest listener, listener count we've had all year. So a lot of people tuning in uh, on the audio side, which is fantastic. Thank you very much. Sorry for some of the uh, shenanigans that occur during the live show that may not come across on the audio show as well, but we do our best to, uh, to, keep, it, to keep it streamlined for you. So thank you very much. Uh, everyone in chat, you guys have been awesome. Thank you very much. Um, with that, Eric, man, absolute pleasure having you on. As always, you know you will be back in the future. Thank um, you, thank you. Want to uh, tell people where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me uh, running around Twitter every now and again, EC Jackson with an X. <laughs> and you can also find me uh, Wednesday nights on Brat Podcast and uh, Tuesday nights on Gaming Perspective Podcast. There you go. There you go. Travis? Yeah, uh, you can read my articles, reviews, and previews on IGN.com. I did two reviews this past week that are both live and uh, have a preview coming up uh, on Wednesday that you'll be able to read um, or watch their videos. Um, I also do a Destiny show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific uh, and BitCast here. Also, you should uh, read Season Gaming's uh, reviews. I hear they're good, except for Dan's. Don't read his. <laughs> mine, mine are the worst oh and you can follow me on twitter at tyguytravis if you, you want to see me tweet about fast and furious and uh, star wars and you get fast and furious and destiny about. that's about what you get and star wars don't forget and star wars okay always star wars yeah all right but uh as always uh thanks for tuning in with us uh that was bitcast 172 and we will see you next sunday peace